go get it, no kidding. Breaking down a switch in front of your building. Sitting on the steps, feeling no feelings. Last night it was a cold killer. You gotta keep the devil in this hole, nigga. But you know how it go, nigga. I'm front line every time it's on, nigga. 100 pro flow. Run and shoot pro, 458 drop, playing bulletproof soul. Every few shows, I just buy some new gold. Circle got smaller, everybody can't go. Downtown Diamond District, jewelers like yo. Hustle, holla at me, I got Cubans on the low. Through the Cancun, smoking Cubans on the boat. And dock that Tulum just to smoke. Look, listen to Yo, 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 yo. How's everyone doing today? Today, today. I think it's a nice day out. Sun is shining. It's always a good day. Shouts out to Young Nip. Rest in peace. Hello, everyone. Hello, coming now. Hey. Oh, this is Will K, the King, and this is the Down with the King podcast. Episode number 25. Uh, yeah, legal. Our insurance rate goes down now. See, uh, Wade is not here because he's doing his day job. Either there or the wife got him doing some shit. I don't know. He keeps claiming he's not married, but he had like one. Uh, and so I am joined by a special guest. Um, my my sister, she's, um, she's Mexican. Um, so, you know. <laughs> All that stuff. <coughs> Our name is Taki. Hello, Taki. How are you? <coughs> what up, though? Uh, yeah, the traditional Detroit salute. And since <laughs> since it is Taki, and she's Mexican, we have to intro her song. Oh boy. It's raining nah, tacos. I'm gonna take it there. <laughs> really? It's raining tacos. Is that how you? Your mouth and close your eyes. You're no longer my brother. <laughs> oh, that was great. I found the perfect song. I was so happy when I found that song. She didn't notice me cheesing when I found it either. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, but again, welcome to episode 25 of the Down with the King podcast. Uh, got a lot to cover. Um, but first and foremost, um, just want to, like I said, want to give our condolences um, and give shout outs and rest in peace to Nip- Nipsey Hussle. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, he was gunned down uh, last Sunday in L.A. Um, outside of his, his marathon clothing store um, by someone he knew, um, which is unfortunately the way it usually happens. Um, a lot of times, you know, you just know your enemies are going to be somebody, the person that you saw at the grocery store yesterday or somebody you see every day. Um, and unfortunately for him, some was supposedly some type of um, interaction. Apparently, the guy decided that he wasn't happy with the outcome of it, and so he decided to come back and take his life. And um, again, want you know, send you know thoughts out to Nipsey's family, Laura London. I know she's going through it right now. Um, you know, and just as somebody who's been watching Nipsey's career for a long time, like Nipsey has been, he's been, you know, he literally lived his name. Like he's been hustling for a long time. 
And I remember years ago, I think it was like back in 2010, when he did the $100 mixtape thing and everybody thought he was crazy. And a lot of people bought it. Like he, just little things he would do just as like out, out the norm. Cause back then everybody was giving their mixtapes away for free. Like right now people sell their mixtapes and stuff like that, but they weren't doing that back then. And he was only on, he was like, I'm gonna do something different. Cause I think my fans love me enough to do this. And he put out the $100 mixtape just as something and it worked out. And it just was another one of those things that he kept doing to kind of just change the game and do different things but aside from musically the one thing that Mixie, Nipsey is known for and the thing a lot of people are seeing now is just all the things he did in this community like right. we always talk about you know giving back and doing like what are you doing in your city like what are you doing for your people um and he lived that shit. Like it's like we always talk about like people always talk about how Pac wanted to do all these things and he but he didn't get a chance to do it. Nip actually did those things. Like all the things he talked about doing, he was giving back to the people around him. And you know, he had his past, you know, he was a crip, everybody in the rolling sixties or whatever, but he wanted to pick up those people that he came up with to show them like, yo, there's an opportunity. Like, I came from where you are and I'm here. Right. Um so let me pull y'all up with me. Like he only employed, he was employing ex-cons at his in place because they couldn't get jobs other places. And mm-hmm. and it's crazy for it to happen there. But then to see the outpouring of love and and even from people that you wouldn't even expect. The LAPD was sad. Right. Like like the, super sad. Like that's crazy, like to see um, they're talking about taking his community works and you know submitting them to Congress and all these different things that are happening and it's just crazy like because Nipsey was really just entering the next phase of his career as, a, as an artist like he was really starting to get like national exposure as an artist he had his first just technically his debut album had dropped uh-huh. and last year he was nominated for a Grammy him and Laura London had just did the GQ photo shoot um, and it was crazy because the day before it happened, I literally just watched their YouTube, their uh, 30 question thing on GQ wow. on YouTube. And it was, it was crazy because you just kind of see how, how that's why I posted like, like we need to have her in our peers because I could understand because you could tell in that interview how much she loved him. Yeah. Like she, you could tell just the way she looked at him and just the smile on her face through that whole interview, just how much she loved that. They man. loved each other a lot. Like and just how much he knew her, like because he answered damn near all the questions right. Yeah. Like he's like, and it's not like he's like, and I was like, he was like, I don't. It's not like we just had these conversations. This is just for me knowing my woman. Like I, right. you know, like this is not like she just told me like yeah we had a conversation like yeah just my favorite color stuff is just I know my lady. Right. And just that genuineness and just straightforwardness and the one thing about Nip is it's crazy to see all these videos because he wasn't a person that did a lot of press but then you start seeing all these videos come on and just all this just these in, in um he give all these he's dropping just dropping a bunch of gems and just um talking about just you know how to do different things and how you know the mindset that he had just about seeing things um um Dr. Uh, Eric Michael Dy- uh, Eric Dyson mm-hmm. posted a long thing about their interview they had just to see some of the things he said about them. Yeah, and you just see all these prolific people that you that would normally be more than a rapper, or right. a person, you know, so so to speak, coming out and just showing talking about how that much they appreciated Nipsey. Yeah. Um, NBA players, of course, especially NBA players from LA that knew Nip. Uh, Russell uh, Westbrook went out and uh, scored 20, 20, and 20. First person to do it since Wilt Chamberlain. And, and he's like, look, that was for Nip. Like 20 plus 20 plus 20. Y'all know, you know, they, everybody who know, know. Right. And like, just to see the effect that he had on those people in such a way where there's like, you know, we got to keep up what he's doing. Right. Um, 
they last night they had said the it was the gangs in L.A. had a a, a meeting, a truce meeting, and then went and walked in his honor together in 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 solidarity, and that's big. You know, you have gangs who had. 30, 40 year history of just fighting each right. other. Right, and they still got <laughs> right problems. They still got their issues. Right. But for them to come together in for his, his honor. In right. his honor. That's huge. And that, that just is. says so much about what Nipsey's um legacy is. Yeah. Um Yeah. And I think the biggest thing for it is just that and just even seeing all the vigils, and not just in LA, like right we had here. one here in Detroit. Yeah, there was one in New York. There was one in Houston. Like you have hit vigils all over there, and I honestly, I don't think I've ever seen that for a rapper yeah, who wasn't from there. Yeah, I haven't. Like sure. you saw, of course, for Biggie when he was in Brooklyn, Pac in Cali, but in other places, nah, never. I've never seen that. But that speaks true to his to his spirit, like the type of person he was. And for me, I never I knew of him. Mm-hmm. I didn't really follow his music or really listen to his music. And I, you know, I kind of knew that him and Lauren were dating at the time that they were dating. And when they got married, I was like, you know, I just read some of the things that he was posting on social media, and it was just like, dang, you know, he's a he's a good dude. And so when the news broke, I was just like, what? Just the immediate shock. I was just like what's going on with the world like what's really happening because then I started to follow the story and started to see how things kind of played out and the first before he even kind of broke news the first thought in my mind was that somebody he knows somebody is close to you because somebody who knows your your whereabouts you know where you're gonna be and 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 it was kind of sad but at the same time it was just like expected and it's unfortunate that it's expected yeah, it's, it's one of those things like we, I think this is one of the things, and we'll get more into it, but, um, and it's crazy because he was doing a good deed then. Mm-hmm. He had a guy who, a friend who had just came home after 20 years. Yep. So he met him up at the store, him and his nephew, so he can give him some clothes because dude been out right. and trying to, you know, hook him up and help right. him out. And, you know, the person who ultimately took his life, I guess he's a well-known snitch around the hood and right. everybody yep. know him. And, you know, dude came up there and him and him, Nip had an exchange. Probably, probably didn't think nothing of it, which is right. nothing, you know, standard hood shit. Right. Look, you know, I woke him here, whatever the case may be, whatever he said to him. And dude decided to come back and take his life. And, and it's like... And, I'm, and I read, like, his brother's account of what happened when he found out mm-hmm. he got the phone call. Mm-hmm. And, like, he ran there and he got there right as Nip was going. Like, right his last few months before the police got there. Wow. Like, it just, did, it was like he hopped in the car and got there. And the one thing he talked about with Nip is, like, how people were like, why he has security and stuff like that. And then he was talking about, he's like, that's just how Nip is. No, he wasn't that Nip, type of guy. Nip was random. Like, he does have bodyguards, but mm-hmm. he don't, Nip is random. He's really spurred the moment. And so he probably got a call and was like, all right, let me jump up and go help old dude out. And probably didn't even think, you know, he's thinking I'm going to my store. I was about to say, he's going to his own establishment and his own hood right he probably didn't think he needed that type of security especially for what he was going for right he was just going up there to help somebody out right do a good deed and for somebody else to take his life and you know people started getting the when it first happened and that was my thing like my first immediate reaction was like first of all i was like nah because when they first said he was shot mm-hmm. and they didn't really date you know it was like what the hell right and you start news starts trickling out he got shot and one of the shots was in the head mm-hmm. and you start it's like no and I saw people start you know we hopefully I'm like first of all this is not you can't be true then when it was confirmed it was real then it's like 
God, you hope he pulls through. Right. And then 10 minutes later, he was gone. He pro- and I'm like, yep. Like, my heart just sunk. Like, what the? F-? And so, in that immediacy, I'm trying to process what I just heard. Mm-hmm. But the internet don't give you long enough to do that. Because <laughs> the first thing I see when I get online is I'm seeing people more like, oh my God, they're in shock. And then the next person, see, they trying to get them because of the documentary. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> um, and so, <laughs> so I'm like, okay, um, so this is where we're going. Yeah. We're just gonna start all the conspiracy theories now. Right now. Not hey, look, even I am fresh in like, like <laughs> not gonna let people process what's going on. Right. We're automatically going to jump to the conspiracy. It's the Illuminati. And my thing is this. <laughs> and I look, I'm all for a good conspiracy theory. Some of them are very interesting. I'm sure of, and look, there are a lot of truths to some of them. Yeah. A lot of them are rooted in the truth, some of them aren't. This just wasn't the place or time. This wasn't the time Mm-mm. to focus on, because at that point, the news should have been about honoring and mourning Nipsey. Right. Instead, they made it about somebody who ain't got nothing, nothing to do with to the do situation. With long gone. Who's already gone. <laughs> Who's already gone. Y'all just made it about him. Yep. So then now the debate becomes not, damn. His legacy. Not Nipsey's legacy, Anything. not honoring him. It's, yeah. Is he real? No, no. Yeah, court case, blah, blah. He cured. No, no, no. Time out. Wait, 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 wait. I thought this was about Nipsey. Right. Y'all just made this about something totally different. Yeah. That's not about him. And my thing is, whatever your opinions are, and first, and for people that don't know, um, the, the conspiracy theory amongst most people was that, or a lot of people in the black community, especially, mostly, Actually, all of them. It was all black. I mean, I didn't hear any white person say shit, but <laughs> um, is that this was a conspiracy because he was in the process of putting together a documentary about Dr. Sebi. And for people that don't know who Dr. Sebi is, he um, uh, he's a man who claimed to have cured sickle cell cancer. I think AIDS was another one or yeah, something like some that. Other. All these other diseases, a lot of them affecting black people primarily in some cases, especially sickle cell. Um, and he claimed the securities, and it was a court case in the 80s where apparently he beat the U.S. Um, I'm not going to get into the details of the court case. All I will say is go look it up because. And so this is going to be from my understanding of things in general. I was going to be a lawyer at one point in my life. So I understand how court cases work. I know the burden of proof wasn't to prove that he cured people. Right. So I'm going to say the burden of proof wasn't did I cure these people? Right. That's not what he got off. Of. That was not. <laughs> that's what that's the misconception. That is the have. the room. That is the the misinformation that continues to go out is that he proved that he cured these people. So therefore, no, that is not <laughs> what he proved. And I'm gonna let you go research the court documents because I don't really have time to hash that because we'll be here all day. All I'm gonna say is, Google is free. Because it's just as much as you can look up the conspiracy theories, you can also look up the actual facts. Right. The Freedom of Information Act. That's all I'm going to say. Google is your friend. Google is definitely your friend. <laughs> Please use the Google for the right things, not the wrong. Because y'all will use Google to support whatever narrative y'all are trying to create, but y'all will never look for facts. And I'll be like, what? No. Y'all keep saying court case, court case. Y'all also the same ones that keep telling me that Bill Cosby's going to buy NBC. Right. So I guess I should expect this from y'all. 
And look, like I said, um, there are plenty of conspiracies that are true. You know what? I would have accepted conspiracy that he was doing too much to uplift black people. Yeah. And so that's why they took him out. I would actually accept that one. That's actually uh, more plausible and probably more realistic than with the shit y'all talking about. From a man who died from pneumonia. I'm just saying. Also, (laughs) no, because according to them, the police killed him. Oh, yeah. He was the first Sandra Bland, according to them. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was the original. That's what happened. You know, but the facts. Police took him out in the jail. They arrested <laughs> him. And he, yeah, the police took him out. Um, yeah, that's what really happened, according to them. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> and it's like, really? This is where we're going with this, y'all. And it gets to the point where then it's the it's the debate and back and forth about the people discrediting him and just and I'm like, and when you actually look up the things that he talked about, I know of plenty of people. They're talking about the same things. Mm-hmm. It's not like he talked about something that was outrageous. Right. Eat vegetables, eat fruit. <laughs> right. Like, um, you know, natural foods and um, grains and all the shit that every diet ever seen talks about um, for the last 30, like 40 years. He didn't discover something. He didn't that discover wasn't, something that wasn't there. No, right. <laughs> like, and, but it, it also speaks to, because you know, I say people say, yeah, but it was for black people. And, and that speaks to my whole premise before that black people live in a bubble. Yeah. Because black people don't hear anything outside of their bubble if it don't apply to them. Right. It's the same reason black people think there's a gay agenda, even though there were gay TV shows for 30 years before black people ever saw one on TV. Newsflash, there were gay people back centuries, centuries, centuries before we were ever existing on this earth. So to be a gay agenda is the most outrageous also, that's not how sexuality works. It's just not how it I don't works. Just oh damn, they look fun. What they're doing? I'm gonna be gay. They're gay on TV. Oh my god. I'm gonna be gay. I'm like, you do realize that? That's uh, just not how it works. I said, yeah, there was a gay TV. Sh- there was a bunch of people on gay people on TV for years. Right. On white on NBC. Yeah. Y'all just didn't watch it. And you just didn't know. <laughs> you didn't know. Like, I'm sorry, but but now there's and y'all only interactions with gay people were probably the extreme versions y'all would see in black movies. Right. Like in fucking um, what was that movie with Keenan Ivory Wayans and Jada Pinkett Smith? Um, um. Oh my goodness. Wayman. <laughs> <laughs> or the extreme versions on I Live in Color. Right. Everybody right. only saw these these very extreme, very extremely flamboyant versions right. of gay people, and so that's all y'all think gay people are. Guess what? Just like black people are not a monolith, neither are they. Right. There are different types of people who are gay. Right. They, they don't have to be all these, oh my God. Right. Like, girl, no, that's not. That's not the way it works at all. They are different. They are multi-layered people, just like every other human being. Right. They're not just one thing. Just like every black person is not a hood, nigga. Right. <laughs> this is the reality of it. But unfortunately... We have these stereotypes and we will be leaving, unfortunately, especially in the black community, especially in like black men. And that was another thing I heard. So I heard some people, they said, why are we honoring a man who was quote unquote homophobic? Because Nipsey has made comments in the past that may have necessarily been, you know, that may have been homophobic. Now, some of these comments were years ago. I don't necessarily know what his views were before. But my thing is this. I can I can honor the things you've done mm-hmm. and still say, look, you have some growing to do. As we all do. Because everybody's not perfect. Perfect. Right. My mother was really like when I was younger, she was not like the whole gay rights thing. She was not because she was extra religious. Right, right. We had that debate plenty of times. Yeah. I remember we were at the fireworks one year and somebody was down there with a uh, trying to pass out flyers 
for gay rights and gay marriage and she was like I don't agree with that and blah 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 and we had this debate about it mm-hmm. you're just everybody is different everybody right. has their views and also your environment plays a role he came from a very overly masculine environment exactly in the streets exactly. of LA as a in a, in a, in a, a gang in a gang infested environment where it's not masculinity is the rule of everything there right. so yeah to him being gay or that thing is is different. It's a yeah. different. You have a different feeling about it. So I'm not going to sit here and kill him because his views are you know or my biggest thing is he had the the type of person he was mm-hmm. just from what I've seen. He was forward thinking. So I think at some point he would have it would have as he and the thing is his career is getting to a point now where he's starting to get more mainstream and getting out there. Right. His and that means he's going to interact with a lot more people that are different right. from him, which will also open up his mind state to those things or would have so I think over time it would have changed but you got to understand where he was coming from right it's different because you always tell people you can't fault people for being who they are right now if they if they're just stuck in their ways and they don't have any desire to grow that's one thing then at that point sure you have no that's that's one thing you can criticize them for that right but I'm not going to criticize you for what you grew up around because you only know what you know. Right. And what you've been taught. What you've been exposed to, what you've been, what you've taught, what you've been taught. For example, I've had this conversation before. I have an, I've had employees that I know for a fact were probably weren't exposed to black people before me or too many of them. Mm-hmm. And that probably fed some of their interactions with me in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But over time is they really had to know me. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Because the, I'm sure the interactions they have with black people, especially even the black people that I work with or I've worked with that have different personalities than me, mm-hmm. they probably were going off of them like, oh, she's 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 she keep up drama, she she just really get on just and yeah. that's so I can see how if that's what you know, it's probably what you're going off of. Mm-hmm. If you've never been around black people, and the first time you get exposed to them. That's what you get exposed to. Oh, this fits every stereotype I've ever heard in the movies. Right, that's your perspective. Everything I've ever seen on the movies is correct. Everything I've seen on the news is correct. Every everything I've heard is correct because this is the first time I had like exposed to him, and this is what that person exactly was. Yeah. So when you see a different side of it, it's okay. There's more to it than that. He would have came around. He, he I, probably already started coming around. Right. We don't, we don't know. know. These comments yeah. from years ago. We right. don't know. Like, we don't know what his mind state was at, at that time. I mean, and then granted, if it was years ago, he was younger. Mm-hmm. And that's not to excuse anything. It's more so is that, like you said, your background, your upbringing, what you're taught has a lot to do with how you are as an adult until you decide that you want to grow away from those thoughts, away from exactly. that mindset. And he could have been in that process or, or already went through that process. We don't know. Exactly. But people have this thing, and we talked about cancel culture before, we have this thing where we don't want, we don't allow people the chance to grow. Yeah. I have, you have the, every, you should be allowed every opportunity to grow and develop and, and, and adjust your views as, as life dictates based on your experiences. Right. Now, if you, at some point, now, if you if you go twenty years and you still believe the same thing, then at that point, I can say I can I can criticize your logic. Mm-hmm. I can say that that's stupid based on what you believe. I can disagree with you. And I can criticize you all day, but I'm not going to kill you if when you were 15 years old, right? You you felt a certain way because you didn't know any better. You didn't know any better. <laughs> you said some inappropriate shit online. I and and most of it was probably shaped on your experiences or what you knew. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the same thing when um, 
back when Eminem got um, criticized when he was beefing with Benzino uh-huh. and the whole thing came on with the song he had wrote when he was in high school about and he called his black girl a bitch and said the n-word uh-huh. and he came on and said look I was dating this girl and this is the thing people don't understand when you date somebody you go date the best thing in the world until they're not right and when you're mad and you're hurt you will say the most you're gonna say any and everything you can to hurt the other person unfortunately that's just human nature everybody reacts differently yeah you can you anybody that knows M knows that M is going to react outwardly to this shit that's just he's literally his entire career up until he got clean was literally that right his all his music was him venting so I can imagine hey I dated this black girl she's like I loved her I was like obsessed with this girl and she and she cheated on me and left me for another dude Fuck you, big blah blah. blah. You're gonna be everything. I'm sorry. <laughs> you just are. You go look. You, whatever. Right. Like just and so and mostly was a kid. It's fucking 15 years old, 16 years old at the time. Yeah. I'm not about to sit here and go back. Oh, you you're gonna kill him. Blah blah blah. I mean, some things are are, are granted. You know, is is warranted for a cancel culture. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> like R. Kelly, definitely. Definitely. R. Right? Kelly, because he's a he's a grown ass man. He been a grown ass man and still been doing the shit. And he's still not own up to the fact that he did the shit. Yeah, that's a Bill Cosby. Example. He's still not own up to the shit exactly. he did. Those are people who did not own up to <laughs> and I talk about the bubble because I think black people always want to make this excuse that oh well, what about so and so and why so and so ain't because you don't see, you don't pay attention to that stuff. All these white guys lost their jobs. Yeah. And they're standing in there in there in like a lot of those people lost jobs. Kevin Spacey lost his job. Yep. Harvey Weinstein lost his company and still going gonna be going to jail. And y'all keep telling y'all he going to jail because guess what? He pissed white people off. Right. <laughs> you have famous white actors at award shows denouncing this fucker. Right. He's going under the jail. Let's be clear. <laughs> y'all don't seem to understand that. <laughs> um okay. All these people talking about, well, what about um what is it? Uh Woody Allen. Woody Allen ain't done a movie in 30 years. Like he, he was canceled a lot. He was blackballed years ago. <laughs> oh, he said, you see Woody Allen is at Knicks games. Let's be clear. Like, uh, really? So, you know. But, um, but yeah, shouts to Nip. Um, all you people, and I wonder, and like, the, the thing about all these people that believe this Dr. Sibby stuff, the documentary thing, and Charlamagne said the best. Okay, so they was gonna kill Nip over this documentary. Mind you, documentary wasn't gonna like come up with any new facts. Right. It was literally documenting the court case. Right. So it wasn't gonna tell you, oh, these new facts that prove this. It was literally documenting the court case. That's it. That's all. It's a documentary. <laughs> documenting events that occurred. <laughs> wasn't coming up with anything new. So let's be clear. His kids or his son is still alive. Has a kid who's still alive. They sell his products online to this day. <laughs> there are thousands of videos on YouTube. Right. About this guy. Interviews, all of this. But y'all think they was going to kill Nipsey Hussle for doing documentary. because of it. I- but all this shit is readily available on the internet. And none of those videos have been taken down. It's crazy. Huh. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Also, why do y'all forget how the hood work? 
All, all of a sudden. All of a sudden, if, we don't know how the hood works. As if Pookie and Ray Ray. <laughs> like, how do y'all not understand? Like, like, the hood ain't changed. Ever. The hood been taking our, for our people for years. Literally. People, Literally. Are, people are wearing t-shirts right now from whoever got shot and killed from their boy because they they, not, they done fell out. It's, it's, it happens literally and it every really, day. And it literally, especially when it's the dude that supposedly get out right. and you come back to the hood. That's usually when it happens. Because you think you, you know, for the most part, if you a dude that got out, you still think, look, I got my, you know, I'm good. And in his case, he was always in the community. Mm -hmm. But even the ones that aren't always there, but you come back and you think I could come back and visit my people. You can't. It's always going to be a dude that's like, nah, nigga, because I should be where you are. Right. It's always going to be one. And they've been, and they've always felt like that, even when they were close to you. It's, like this guy, for instance. This guy was close to him. This guy is somebody he he had in his circle and, and low-key jealous the entire time. You know, and, and he took his opportunity or what he thought was his opportunity to take a life. And now he wants to hide. Mm-hmm. Now he wants protection. Now he wants to, to you know, get some type of something, anything, so that he's not... But, but, but think about it, though. We're talking about... LA <laughs> and that's just one but off, we're talking, off near Crenshaw yeah we're talking about LA and we're talking about people who loved him across the world right and you think you gonna make it nah bruh nah nah and and, and, the, and the thing is people don't understand like in the hood it could have been dudes that supported you your whole time, your whole up, you, your, on, the, on the come up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I'm buying your CD. Man, look, man, I got your back. Yeah, man, you the man. Represent the city, man. Represent the city. You, four years later, you come back one time. Hey, man, what's up? Man, where you been? You weren't there that one time I was there. Right. Why I needed you. Right. Why I, why you ain't answered? Man, I changed my number. Man, why you ain't giving me your... Like, it's going... Dudes from the hood will feel a slight for any anything. reason. If anything. you If they feel like you left them behind. Right. And you come back and you not doing what they think you should do for them. Right. I've seen dudes... Dudes then get killed over stepping on somebody's shoe. Yeah. Something very hood. small. They're Stupid. very... Because... And, and and we have to talk about it. Most of that shit is just over-aggressive masculinity and the fucking testosterone. It, and yeah. the reality is that all that shit is based on that because at the end of the day, dudes will fight over the littlest shit or kill somebody over the little shit or even the, the, even the most perceived slight. And all this shit is based on their perception of it. Yeah, it wasn't intentional. Always. I didn't mean to bump into you. This person pushed me into you and or this person, I bumped this person. And what, it could be anything. What, how many movies have you seen where the nerd kid somehow somebody pushes him the nerd kid throws something in the air it hits the bully the bully don't care about how it happened all I know is I'm whooping your ass because now I'm I'm I gotta I gotta live up to my rep to retaliate it's the same shit same shit it don't matter how it happened the end result is all, is all about how I feel. It's no different than if you watch sports in the NFL, NBA. They never catch the first person that pushes. It's always the second person because they don't care about the act that caused it. It's always the end result. Right. And so at the end of the day, I don't care why I feel slighted. It's the fact is I feel slighted by you for some reason. Right. And in this case, this dude felt slighted because Nip asked him about why he um, if he was a snitch like people was telling him or whatever the case may be. And he's like, look, you're not welcome here because and because Snips Newts grew up in that you can't and he got a lot of people around there that he's trying to uplift I can't have you around here and you 
I don't know what you're trying to do around here. Well, they said that that a lot of Nip's people told him yeah. to keep him away from him. Yeah. Like, they told him multiple times, you know, keep this dude away from you because he's not, he ain't real. Right. And so... And, and and probably be you know Nip being the person that he is, he probably didn't really want to believe the shit. Right. So, so yeah, he finally you know, like you he, know he had to confront it. Right, and he did, and you know, and so and like I said, dudes don't want to be called out. No. On their shit. Accountability, man. Like, what I, is that? I, I preach accountability to people. <sighs> that is the biggest frustration of my life. It is my biggest frustration in my career because I, I holding people accountable is always the funniest thing because people do not like to own their shit. Never. They don't like to own their shit. They don't like to admit when they fuck up. And that's also why those people never grow. Because you can't grow as a human being if you don't own the shit that you're done first and foremost. If I can't admit when I'm wrong, when I fucked up, when I've just I'm I'm just in the wrong. If you can't own that shit, you can't move forward. You can't, can't grow and change, develop. Can't you can't. Grow. It's just you're stagnant. It's impossible. In your own shit. Right. <laughs> you're in the same spot. You ain't going nowhere. And people instead of owning that and admitting that yeah it's I'm the reason why I'm still here they're gonna right. be the person that's not still there and doing their own thing like right. oh no He's it's your reason. fault I should be there you should be right you here you should be dragging you did with some, you you did something <laughs> that made me not be successful motherfucker I remember what Jay said Jay, uh, Jay said one time he's like people got way too much time on their hands too if much. you could come up with all these ideas as to why I shouldn't be here but not one you could have you, you should have <laughs> at some point used all that time to Make, make yourself get here exactly all that time you spent trying to tell me why I shouldn't be here yeah. or come up with all these theories as to why I shouldn't I don't belong here you could have been plotting your own way to get here right could have been hustling your way but you decided I would rather spend my time being envious of you right and envy takes a lot of energy it's a, it's a, a, it's a very draining fucking feeling to have and it takes a lot of effort and energy to be envious it's the same reason people complain when they want to criticize somebody like Beyonce and I'll say for example well, if Aaliyah was here she wouldn't be around for, if you ever heard Aaliyah sing I love Aaliyah <laughs> I do too but you're I love right like, Aaliyah really they, they weren't in the same category exactly they're on Aaliyah was, Aaliyah was an entertainer she was a great but Aaliyah had this one note yeah one note that did Aaliyah can sing Aaliyah was great at a lot of uh, shit she was and, great and, and dancer, Beyonce honestly. is a great at a lot like, of like shit she like, but they're not even in the same category they could have both they would have both been flourishing doing their own thing but that's like Aaliyah Pets probably would have Michael Jackson right like look if you like, like one or the other and I was talking about Michael Jackson in my last podcast because I was talking about how you know there's so many people that are so quick to believe everything about Mike because they thought Mike was weird. Mm-hmm. But then when it comes to R. Kelly, oh no, I don't believe that shit because he can do whatever you want. You want. I said, with proof. you not understand <laughs> how abusive power works. Right. The dude that you think can get every woman, he's the most abusive and most, most controlling dude in the world because he don't want the he don't want her to feel like she can walk away from him. Exactly. Like this dude volunteered, like what what? How do I look holding girls against their will when uh, unless they need to go down the street to get some shoes from their uncle? Wait, wait, that wouldn't documentary where they come from wow. just giving away information <laughs> and just 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 that interview alone i mean i won't get too far but yeah but yeah just just from seeing that his behavior your body he language is, tells so much he's so like just delusional just you you if you watch that and you're still like nah right you you gotta be clearly out of your mind <laughs> i actually have some people who i know have been defending and i had arguments with and once they started in like nah nigga you look crazy <laughs> yeah no nah, like if you can still watch it and be like nah he ain't do it nah nigga i'm sorry that's that nigga look nuts. 
But I want to rip, rip it right back around to, to yeah. Nip for a minute, just to to Lauren London, like man, right? I can't even fathom Mm-mm. as a mother, as a woman, just wow. And then it had people like, oh, she's a pick me, and you know, she she wasn't. First of all, they really out here thinking she wasn't married to this man. <laughs> They low key got married. That was his. That was her husband. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? She lost her husband, yeah. and people had the audacity to to go after her in this time when she's at her lowest, probably. Yeah. Um. Clay Black dumbass just said some shit on live time, but I'm gonna get her a year. You know, I'm gonna holler at her. I mean, I will shoot you in the Who head. Who said that? Clay Black dumbass. Oh wow. He's he like just so said the shit today. He like he's annoying because he just says dumb shit to be fucking stupid. Like when he was up there trying to fuck with M, um, Young M.A. and shit. And she was like, dog, what the fuck is wrong with you? But don't he... Never mind. Anyway. And mind you, <laughs> he just got... Apparently, I just pulled up his name. This motherfucker just got accused for raping a high school student in South Carolina. But you the one talking about how you gonna... Um, will, you say you willing to get Lauren London a year before you try to holler at her. Nigga, if you don't get your old sexual assault ass... And this is not the first time you've been accused you of this shit. Nipsey people don't pop up on him real quick. <laughs> Look, because apparently when the, um, when the shit happened, apparently that dude's... um. Uh, Somebody his somebody he know got house got shot up. Like y'all don't know what was gonna happen. But that's but and that's probably why dude turned himself in because he knew. Because he but if he was gonna be on the streets. If you look at any of the pictures of him, like right now when they have him in custody, he's so you can see the he's so scared. Yeah, he's so scared. And, oh yeah. Also, fuck Christopher Darden. Right. Well, fuck you. You just want some time because ain't nobody know you and you seen your ass other than OJ Jock in twenty fucking years. Get your bitch ass on somewhere. But yeah, like. He gonna mess around. The Lauren London, <laughs> like, it's crazy because, like, and like, like I said, like I said, you can't. This is going through that. One of my friends is going through that. Like her, her boyfriend really suddenly died, like wow. uh, suddenly, and just see what she's going through. It's like that's crazy. And, and a friend of mine, kids. same thing. A couple years Ugh. ago, same thing happened to her. Her boyfriend got killed, and like, just talking about the time when she had to call. Like, you just don't, like. That's crazy. And also, you fuckers today piss me off with these videos, dog. Y'all feel the need to post every fucking thing. Niggas posting videos of her running. Like, that's... She at the lowest moment of her... She found out the man she loves is gone. The, the father of her fucking child is gone. Right. And y'all niggas think it's cool to just post fucking videos of that shit. Like, y'all just feel the need to post every fucking thing. People y'all. are so desensitized. Right. Like, they don't, like they when they don't... show when, um, dude, dude, X, X last, and they posted a video of his land and start dead. It's, it's like... Y'all okay with this shit? It's like nobody feels, no nobody is compassionate anymore. They don't feel the, they don't have any, I don't know what it is. Like, I can't stand humans. Like, it's crazy because I remember my mom telling me one time when she was, because my dad's always telling me he wanted a motorcycle. And she would say she could never, she, he would never get one because she, when she was younger, mm-hmm. she saw an accident where a dude on a motorcycle ended up under the car when they pulled him, his legs weren't attached. Mm-hmm. That traumatized her for the rest of her life. Right. These kids now don't care about shit. They don't care. They don't, don't wear care. No they don't care. They, they, don't. they can see death and it's okay. Oh, I gotta get a picture of this. Right. The first That's thing people my... do are pulling out their phones now. I'm not. When I'm you're not calling nine one one. You aren't helping. Right. You're pulling out your phone and you're recording. And then this whole traumatic experience has happened. Just like I don't know if you saw it, where the guy beat up that black woman mm-hmm. in the parking lot. Yeah. And someone was on the other side recording it. Literally punching her in the face. Like I don't. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's no way in here I can just sit there and watch this shit. Like I, that bothers me. And I'm like, y'all just sit there and watch this shit. 
like it's okay like it's entertainment and then it becomes memes we, and then it becomes jokes and it becomes the latest trend on, on social media and it's and sad. it's fucked up because I blame Worldstar yeah because uh, really that created this whole thing where we gotta get everything on video yeah. and post it and so now it's just oh we always trying to get this moment this viral moment to get on the internet or be the one that posted it and it's like people do a lot of things to go viral now yeah it's just crazy and it's like dude what the fuck I don't get it but but yeah um, but like you said like I said thoughts and prayers like rest in peace nip um, just the just like shouts to his family shouts to Lauren shouts to their son like just everything like just the whole situation but at the same time like I want you know if nothing else the best thing I can say about this is that I, I love to see the outpouring of love for Nip and just the the impact he had on people um, like I see people saying like Davies was like, like I wasn't I was too young to feel Pac but I feel this shit mm-hmm. like I feel this shit like that, this shit hurt yeah like and this is like this is the thing like the two deaths that I've seen of artists that have affected me the most happened in the last year Mac Miller and this one Mac I cried for days yeah that's how I was with the Prince <laughs> because I like I grew up watching this because it was it was a young kid and I, I remember like I literally grew up and saw his growth as an artist over so over six years and musically he probably changed more than anybody I've seen in a lot in their career over in such a short time mm-hmm. musically he evolved so much but just to watch and you know you knew his struggles with addiction and different things like that um, and you were just hoping that he would he would you know make it through that shit um, and then um, and then this one because it was just like it just it don't feel right like but then you like, you know, maybe that was just that was his his reason for being here was to inspire people, and maybe that uh, that's the only way, only positive thing I guess I could pull from it is just to see the positivity that's come from it. It's like you know what, let's make Nip proud and continue what he's doing. Yeah, he did. He I don't think he died in vain at all. Like, no, I think he's that's got, he's left a legacy that people will have already said they're going to continue. And that's a good thing because he's got kids. He's got Lauren that he's left behind. And it's something for his kids to to look up to and to, and to continue on when they get older. Mm-hmm. You know, if that's if that's what they choose to do. So Right. So, yeah, like I say, rest in peace, um, Nip. Shouts to his family and everything. So, we're going to go back a little bit. So, it was a couple of weeks ago. So, people, you know, we saw about people pulling up old shit. So, somebody found a video of Cardi from three years ago where she talked about the shit she used to do mm-hmm. when she was um, you know when she was a stripper and um, one of the things she said is that you know I used to drug dudes and, and rob them mm-hmm. so the conversation was like why y'all ain't canceling her and, and why y'all ain't killing her and if a dude had said that shit and blah 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 and blah 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 and they start trying to compare it to rape and, and sexual assault and Bill Cosby and shit. I'm like, People y'all really niggas be reaching. Have too much time. So here's my thing. Nobody's saying what she was doing was right. At the same time, you clear niggas ain't clearly been around enough strippers to know this shit been going on for years. For years. For fucking years. For years. For years. This is nothing new. This is, that, like, this is yeah, not new y'all shit. Y'all are just getting hip to the shit. This is nothing new. This is nothing new. Um. Also... Like, first of all, like these niggas was paying for her more than just to 
strip. Let's be clear. So the whole thing was illegal to begin with. So it's not like they can just talk about it. And plus, whatever. It is what it is. Also, at the same time, you can't sit here and tell me, oh, I heard too many niggas like when um, Wayne's album came out. Yeah, Mona Lisa track is dope as hell with him and Kendrick. Y'all do realize it's the exact same premise of the song. The literally exact same premise of the song was Wayne is a dude, he got girls that work for him and they get these dudes and they trap him and then him and his boys come in and, and rob their shit. Mm-hmm. This literally is the exact premise minus the dude running it. Right. <laughs> but it's okay for dude running it? Is that what it okay. is? Okay. At the end of the day, it was all about the fact that women was the one in control of yep. the situation. That's really what bother people. Yes. Because let's be clear, if that's the case, Ross should have been canceled like that. You would know video, um, line because a lot of people should have been canceled. That like <laughs> I, I posted I posted it on his Facebook every artist that ever talk about um, kidnapping baby mothers uh, pay, um, purse snatching all that shit all those things where women was the victim was all them bad. niggas like cause I'm like you can't grow up in the 90s and think this shit is, is anything okay. is anything like <laughs> you grew up in the 90s on hip hop this is like I've heard way worse shit oh yeah but it's always the dudes being the criminal and the woman being the victim in a lot of these situations. And then that's okay. It's okay. But when it's the woman... Cancel her. That's the, oh, no, we got to cancel her. She can't do that because the dudes are the victim and we don't like the, being the now victim. The, now, now dudes want to be in their little feelings. Oh, no. She she victimized me. She took my money. Oh, man. No, oh, man. I was the <laughs> victim, man. If you don't shut the fuck up. And it's funny because that dude retracted his statement. Yeah, one dude came out and was like, yeah, I was just playing. I was just playing. <laughs> I, just, I just lied. Like, like, like y'all just... I feel like men and look I say this as a man men are looking for men keep looking for reasons to be victims for some reason because I feel like they feel like because and I think they're threatened by the fact that women have so much control now Oh, it's oh, uh, oh, threat! It, right, it's a threat to a <laughs> yes. lot of men's ego. Is that oh no, these women have too much control. So, if a woman, if they have any reason to try to take down a woman who has some kind of control of her situation, oh no, we oh shit, we got one. We can get her now because she admitted to the shit. Which mind you, again, was three years ago, and I can guarantee it was a dude that pulled that video because I, I can't see a woman doing that shit because yeah. there was no reason to. Um, but it was like really. And because she talked about it, it's like, look, I, I, I'm, a, I'm from a, a hip hop culture and talk about robbing people and killing people all day. All day. All fucking day. I, all I day. told you, and like I said, you like, y'all like rap, rappers ain't been talking about all the dirt they did to get to um and when they was younger for years. So most of these niggas tell you, make you feel like they Noriega, <laughs> the way these niggas talk. And all of a sudden now, now because a woman drugged a dude, it's, all, it's okay, but every nigga didn't claim to be the drug kingpin, oh, it's okay. Right. Y'all niggas talk about, um, Fucking um, what's his name? Fucking uh, from Rap A Lot Records. Um, fucking, I can't think of his fucking name. Jay Prince. Mm-hmm. Niggas talk about him like he wasn't the kingpin ass nigga, and y'all look up to him and respect him. But all of a sudden now, oh no, nah, nigga, you can't be no. Nah, she she drugged. She can't him. have a past. And, 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 and <laughs> all this whole mindset of con- con- trying to compare that to rape. Right. She didn't take That's these niggas. She take. She game. said she took their money. Right. That's different. 
It's different. I'm sorry. They're not. They both are crimes, but one is definitely on a higher level than the other. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't care what you say. Robbery and rape are not. The only thing they have in common is they both compare. start with R. Can't even compare. <laughs> only thing they have in common is one start. They both start with R. Other than that, they ain't got shit to do with the other one. You niggas is funny. <laughs> like really? This is what y'all want to try? Oh, okay. Yeah. Whatever. But like people, are, we won't cancel Cardi. Blah, blah, blah. No. No. We're not because y'all stupid. And at the end of the day, <laughs> this is really about y'all and trying to prove it's their bruised egos and it's funny because I was listening to um, it's funny because I was listening to Joe's podcast when this all broke and every once in a while especially Maul Maul has this thing where he likes to he's the, he's the nigga of the group so he always wanted to take the, the point of view of the hood nigga and because he's the one that brought it up because first of all he's a barb and he always want to come up with anything oh. that's going to downplay um, Cardi because he's he's so obsessed with Nicki because he tried to um, when Nicki did her remix of Tatiana and every fucking thing was Anna and so Jonah was killing him about it like this is mm-hmm. just terrible <laughs> so then when the real remix came out with Cardi on it he was like, see, y'all kill Nikki for that shit. Cardi did that shit for like two lines. Nikki did it for the whole fucking song. It's not the same. Not the Stop same. trying to perk up Nikki because her music ain't selling. <laughs> That's my biggest thing with Barb's in general, and I don't care. Fuck a, fuck a Barb. But they don't, y'all spend so much time actually trying to defend her and come at people that don't like her or, or, or criticize her, but y'all don't buy her music. <laughs> Don't buy or go music. to her concerts. We don't we don't she, talk about how how really fucked up she is because I mean let's be honest if you want to cancel somebody she's got she's got uh, some things about her that uh, aren't so peachy. Like Nikki is and my man, my biggest beef with Nikki has always been when Nikki came in because she always like people call her the, she's the queen. No, you can't like you can't be queen I always say you can't be the queen of an empty castle right and the reality is when she came into the game mind you with the biggest co-sign at the time because Wayne was Wayne signed her right you were literally the only female rapper right Right. on top because of Wayne so you had literally no you had the deck cleared for you right the stage was set for you to do everything you wanted to do and how you wanted to do it and once you got power and once women started trying to come up, every time somebody would try to creep up, oh no, we can't allow that. I'm right. gonna cancel all day plans. Right. Remy came home and was, and you tried to do the same thing with her. Right. And Remy was like, oh no, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's not about to happen, right? Because you, I will go right to jail back again, right? Because right. fucking you <laughs> like up. This the whole did this the streets right like now. You don't written, you know? <laughs> and now she got, and now somebody, and it's one thing because Remy was never going to necessarily get to the same level mm-hmm. as her, but it was still competition. Yeah. And now, fast forward, we got somebody Cardi who's in that same vein with Nikki as far as in that pop world and it's in the same and level. Actually, pop, and and surpassing honest, her. Surpassing her. And that's the problem. She can't stand it. And really doing it way quicker. Way quicker. Way quicker. One minute we was watching her on Love and Hip Hop and the next minute she's and the funny, and on she's doing, like Vogue and, and the greatest else. thing is she's doing it being herself and being, being genuine. Being herself. Nikki has been a f- uh, in the public fake as hell but everybody can tell you she's evil as hell. You've like, people, people don't want to work with you or don't like you because of your personality and now people are starting to actually see her for who she is. Right. Um, you only use your queen. Like, when, for example, when Nikki won a fucking Grammy. Oh, now all of a sudden you've been bullied for years and now you want to talk about it? Really? It's also, and then I called out people because I said, oh, y'all saying this, it don't make no sense that she won a Grammy before Nikki. Nikki been crying it out here for years. All right, well, tell me what year Nikki should have won. 
And I literally went through the list of all the Grammy Award winners for those years, and I said, which one of these albums should Nicki want be? The name one. She just didn't. None. 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 She doesn't have. I don't even know how to how to word it because she's she's just not in Cardi's lane. It's At just, all, it's it not what it like is. she not because Nikki's Nikki, music hasn't grown in six, seven right. years. It's the same shit. And to be in low key, I, I didn't even I don't I mean I'm not no Cardi big Cardi fan or anything like that. I, I, I was ne- I was totally like okay I see I really wasn't. A I big just fan respect of her hustle. That's right. What I, I, I was that was the same thing I was on and I was I really wasn't a huge fan of Bodak Yellow. But then the album came on. I'm like this shit is way better than I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> and I didn't even expect it. I'm like I didn't expect this shit to be anything. And I'm like oh shit all right cool. I mean I didn't really expect no like lyrical dexterity and none of that but okay I didn't I'm, start I'm, liking Nikki, and, and this is when I did like her until she dropped Pink Print because that was literally the only album that I was like okay maybe she's getting ready to grow maybe she's did. coming outside of all that character that she likes to play but and that's the thing she started that and I get why she started doing that because coming up that wasn't what she was doing then when she got mm-hmm. started her biggest thing was when she started doing that because right. And I get why she do because you're going to tie yourself to something as huge as Barbie. Mm-hmm. So now it's starting to make you bigger and you're starting to get seen more. And I get it. Um, but at some point as an artist, you have to come up like you have to evolve. And that's right. the problem is that she never evolved musically. It was the same shit over and over again. Um, and then she decided, OK, I'm going to start doing my poppy shit, which is fine. I have no problem doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like. It just, it just never developed, and it was just like, okay. I had what high now? hopes. I did. I had high I, hopes. I, 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 look, I, my sister will tell you, I would argue her all day, all day about it because she was a huge Nick, mixtape Nicki fan, uh-huh. but she got frustrated when Nicki started doing the whole Barbie shit, and right. we had arguments about this shit for. And I was like, no, no, what? And I was like, yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm, <laughs> like, it's it's five years later. I'm like, yeah, you're right, because it's just. Yeah. Like, because if you look, look, look back, she didn't have no competition back then. Now she get competition. She can't right. handle it. So she felt like she could, she, she could do whatever. And, and now she get competition. And still and she get known for it. And but. she not on. She not in a position of power. Right. Because she can't take down Cardi. Right. You know why she? And why I think the moment she really realized she couldn't take down Cardi after that whole fight shit, where she tried to make Cardi have to be the bad guy. And she to was see, on those covers. Of and they did the cover right in the exact same place. <laughs> On the set, the magazine cover, other place, the, the place, the thing happened. And they're like, oh, no, we're good. Right. Like, so, but no, like, but just in general, like, dudes in these, so the double standard thing, because I've heard, like, why is it with a hetero, like, something about, um, well, if a dude did that, this, this, and that, or if a dude did this, and it's like, y'all gotta stop trying to draw these false equivalencies like men have been in a position of power since the beginning of time mm-hmm. that's just the reality of it and things women, are changing and they're mad w- women have been treated as a commodity property um an arm piece all of these things that didn't treat them as human beings that they were always treated as an accessory in a lot of ways um, marriage was really a contract where a man owned a woman. Yeah. Like, because really what it was is that back then women were raised to find a husband. Yeah. That was it. That was You all were they raised were to find a husband. That and was it. kids. That was. Take care of that was That was your that job. Was you were not seen as a, a full human being. You were seen as something that was at the at the equiescence of a man. 
It's the same reason why there were all these times and places where there were monarchs where if a, if a king had a son or a daughter, she couldn't be, she wasn't going to be treated as the person in charge because she wasn't a male. Right. You couldn't be that. You couldn't be. An, uh, so this whole idea that now men want to try to make their play like they're the victim now because the women are getting too many or getting away with too much or getting too many perks. It's like, well, nigga, they was behind the eight ball so long. Why are you like now it's equal and y'all can't stand it? Mm-hmm. It's not like y'all are losing. Y'all still are like, at the end of the day, y'all still have, y'all still control everything. At the end of the day, y'all still are in control over like the overwhelming majority of this shit is still under male control. Let's be clear. So y'all can't then make it seem like, oh, now the women have all the advantages. Nigga, after having all the disadvantages for thousands of years, y'all can't complain. <laughs> now because they actually have a little bit of shit they still not in the same position for example um so this coach for notre dame women's basketball on ncaa mm-hmm. she made a comment about how you know because she had a male staffer on her team last year and she she fired she she hired a woman to replace him and she made a comment i'm not hiring any more men uh, i don't see myself hiring any more men mm-hmm. and this guy wrote an article see what if somebody said that about the lgbtt plus community here or this she he uh, a man would say if they say a man said that about so and so he would be he would be vilified and blah 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 but then when you when she asked him she was asked about it she was like there's no reason why in male college sports 99% of the coaches are men but it can't be the same way on the women's side right you have men who are dominating our coaching ranks they're not women to coach women right but then it's okay if all the men it's all men on their side but it's not okay if it's all women on our side because they want control you can't and or and or that fit less than 50 percent of the athletic directors on the women's side are men mm-hmm. and they're not women that's like but then you say oh no it's not okay for her to say that no the point is men have had the advantage this entire time and men don't if men can't be um they can't feel like they can't be in that space it's a problem if right. they're being held oh no you can't be in that space or you can't be true i can't be this no you've literally had the advantage forever and all of a sudden it's a problem it's a problem it's like no like what the fuck dude are you, your ego that big apparently yes Bruce Eagles, I'm telling you. It's, it's just... Uh, <laughs> it's the funny... Interesting. It's so funny to me because it's like... And... Literally forever, men have run this shit. But that's like I was having a conversation the other day that, you know, a lot of a, a lot of things are changing, especially with generational curses and, and the way that we grew up and how our parents and grandparents grew up and... And how the belief systems are changing and how the way we raise our families now and how we deal with our relationships now. Totally different. And to men, it's a threat Mm -hmm. because we've taken back the power. We were acknowledging the power that we have and using it in the way that we should have used it a long time ago. We just didn't didn't have the means to do so. We didn't have the knowledge to do so. And people are like, dudes are really upset. Like really, I have seen conversations that where men have gotten so in their feelings about the slightest thing, entering into spaces that aren't meant for you, giving your feedback into spaces that aren't meant for you. You've had your shine. 
for, for as long as we can remember. Get in your lane. Stay in your lane. It's just like when like, the whole victim shaming. Every time, and, oh, what, like, because my thing is this. Yeah, I, there are all these Instagram models and all these other chicks and all this other shit. I don't give a damn what she's wearing or what she's not wearing. That doesn't invite you to her body. I don't give a fuck. If she putting a picture out there for you to see, you can go ahead and like the picture and look at it all day. But none of that means that if you ever meet her on purpose and see her in the streets, that means she wants you to be in her grill, on her face, trying to touch her and shit like that. Right. That None of that shit invites you. Um, I had this argument with my barber because, what was it? Uh, we're talking about consent. Um, what was because we were arguing about something? I can't remember what it was. It was something that was in the news at the time, mm-hmm. and he was talking about uh, we was talking, we was arguing about consent or something shit to that extent, or because we was talking about the R. Kelly shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was we was talking, and it was this whole big conversation, and I said, "This is the thing y'all don't seem to understand." Because then when they, it went to the Bill Cosby thing, and we kind of went back and forth about it. And so my thing is, I said, "Y'all don't seem to understand consent." He's like, "No," like, like no. I said, "No." I said, "Even if you're a wife." If you're married, mm-hmm. she don't have to give you sex. Right. She does not. She is not required. And so he's like, you crazy. I said, no, I'm not. Consent is a thing. Married your wife, not. you're married or not, there was no part of that contract that you signed to get married that said, I have to give sex whenever I want it. Because that is not how that shit that's works. That's not how it works. If she chooses to give you sex, that's one thing. That's fine. But that is her choice. You have no say. None. And whether or not she gives you sex or not. That None. is her choice. Because guess what? She has ownership of her body. So you can't t- dictate what she does because you married her. She's Maybe your wife. She is not your property. That, uh, marrying their woman, they become owners. Yeah, it's a property. Oh, like, yeah. oh it's like it's not a property. It's not a, a ownership contract. That's right. not what it is. It's a partnership. Right. Which means you both have equal rights within the in the in the agreement. That's the point. Right. But GP, these he argued me up and down. He went to other rooms. Asking some of the older women, I'm like, they old like you. They all think that old shit. That don't they, melt. They, they got that conditioned mindset. They don't. They haven't. A lot of people have the who have that conditioned mindset are set in their ways. They may never change, and that's fine. But at the end of the day, that's not how shit rocks. And the thing is, my I mean, my frustration with him was more so like, you dude, you preach on the weekends. What the fuck? Wow. <laughs> the hell? This is what you teach? Audacity. <laughs> like no, bruh. Like no, that's not that's not okay. That is, that's not how this. That's works. not okay. Cause then he was talking about how if he take a woman out or he pay if like if a woman, it's talking because it was going back and forth because it was just girls, young girl. She was doing here in the other room and she was like, it was talking about like dude, like if I pay for this, he was like, if I pay for this, you owe, I'm like no, she don't owe you shit. Right. If you pay for it, then so be it. That was your choice. Right. Because he was like, you owe me something. I said, no, no, she don't owe you shit. Nobody put a gun to your head and told you to pull out your wallet Nobody and pay owes for you anything or to give thing. anything. If you made the you choice, do it or you don't. If you made the choice to take her on a date, fine. But you can't take her on a date with the expectation because if something don't happen, you can't get mad. So why so many of these bruised egos do you end up in situations where a dude shoots a woman because she rejected him for some reason? Yeah. Or he mad and he want to get upset because she ain't put out. Did she tell you that was the agreement? Was there a previous... And even if there was an agreement beforehand, 
If she changed her mind, it's so she, be it, nigga. She can do that. You have the ability to change your mind and do what the fuck you want, just like she does. Right. And these dudes think, oh, well, if I do this, I should get this. No. That's if you First works. of all, if you're buying a woman, taking a woman on a date with the expectation, that's your problem in the first, first place. Right. Because, uh, look, if that's what y'all, if that's what y'all type of time y'all on, and that was what y'all situation is, and that's what y'all mutually agreed to, and it's that's so fucking different. big. Right. But if you only taking her out, because you think if I take her out to this nice restaurant, she gonna put out. And if she don't, you can't be mad because that was your fault right. for believing that that you was entitled to something that wasn't yours. But that's why communication is important because if you establish what you're in it for at the very beginning, there is no missteps, there is no no confusion. So if that's what you're in it for, be honest. And that's why I say, look, just tell her up front. Look, I'm trying to hit, and she can at that point, she can make our decision. Look, I'm let her make, to fuck let with it be dude. her choice. Let it be her choice. But unfortunately, dudes have. For too long, felt felt like they have the ability to make choices for women, uh, and you can't. You can't, especially not now. No, especially not now, because women understand that they have control, and they uh, the control they should have had for a long time, but they finally have taken that control, and right. now men have a problem with it. They butt hurt about it, and it's like, dude, no, like at the end of the day, you don't run the shit. You just don't like. You gonna have to own up to the fact that you don't run shit. But just yourself, that's all that you have. You just like I, <laughs> just like that woman has faculty over her body and her her um everything else. You have the exact same rights over yourself, and you cannot criticize her or be pissed off or bitch like a little girl. <laughs> um, oh, that's another thing. I didn't mean to say it like that because actually that's not. That was another thing. Actually, it turns me to something else. God said that, and I wouldn't post it. <laughs> all these things, and I've said this for years. Because I actually, when it came up, and I said this is like a, like a year ago. So, my cousin's husband, he's a he hates LeBron James. Huh? And this is why he used to hate LeBron James, and I really they never actually have good reasons for it. Um, like he ain't never done that. Like these dudes be hating LeBron, like he did. He robbed a family one day or something. <laughs> I'm like nigga, did he come in your house? Like what the fuck, dude? Is it personal? He took your wife? Like I'm confused. Um, but he referred to him as LeBrenda this thing and so I told him I had a problem with that because my thing is whenever a man wants to insult a man, another man it, he always goes to the feminine shit the feminine thing yep they always change his name oh LaBrenda or they call him a bitch yep. or they say you acting like a, bit, a, a girl or you a pussy all these things because the connotation is as a woman if I, if I refer to you as a woman, that's the that's the biggest hurt to your ego I can right. possibly like do. it's the lowest of the low. It's the lowest thing. It it and women somehow equal weakness when in fact they're stronger than men. Like it makes no sense to me that I'm going like I'm because now I'm saying oh well you you this you're not a man but it was just like um I guess like recently a coach told that he was referring to a player on another team in the NCAA tournament as his name is King. His last name is King. He was calling him Queen. Mm-hmm. And one of the reporters, a female, she's like, I have a problem with that because you're basically saying the connotation is if I refer to him as King, that Queen, that means he's a woman. And somehow he's weaker. He ain't got no game or whatever the case may be. He's right. weaker because he's a woman. Like, you can't... That, what the fuck? Right. It's this whole mindset that a woman is weaker and so if I refer to a man as that, that means he's weak or he's this. And it's like, y'all got to stop that shit. Like, that shit is ridiculous. I actually, we had an um, interesting thing at work. Um, we have, like, every once in a while, we have, I'm part of this um, association, like, National Management Association, whatever the case may be. So we have, like, every once in a while, we have speakers. 
And so one of the speakers we have is My Life as a Woman. And it was this guy who had recently had a sex change. Hmm. A couple years ago, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things she talked about was just the real the realization of all the things that I perceived when I was a man and then to see receive it as a woman mm. just as just the way men acted towards me things that I probably didn't even think were wrong or right. offensive when I was a man and things I probably may have done or said or intimated and now as a woman to get those things it's fucking crazy and then also just to realize how different it is and how unequal the situation really is when it comes to men and women and a lot of um, especially in the corporate world where I work and just to see these differences and changes and then also just to see how how strong women truly are yeah um, that you really don't understand and men's probably don't some men some men do um but there are a lot of men that don't or they don't give their women credit enough to understand how how hard it is to be a woman because the reality is society wasn't built for you to succeed yeah it just wasn't it was built for men it was a male dominated society and it was built for men to control everything and the fact that the women are shaking it up now a lot of men can't handle the powers that be don't like it and so they it's just and it's even a bigger dichotomy in the black community oh yeah that shit's worse oh yeah and it's, it's and it's always and it's a conditioning thing um cause we've been taught the mindset of and I get it and the reality is yes I get it there's this whole thing where there's this the quote unquote attack on masculinity <laughs> um for example when Gillette had that commercial all these dudes was pissed. I don't get it. What's this thing? <laughs> oh, what's toxic masculinity? I don't get what they were going for. And I'm like, of course you wouldn't. You wouldn't. <laughs> clearly, because you're clearly not the person that you're the person they were trying to talk against. Newsflash, it's you. Like, dudes have just, like, it's like, I don't get it. I don't understand it. And it's like, but it's not meant for you to understand? In the black community, though, they they have this thing where oh, you're attacking, you're attacking them. We don't want we're trying to take a man out of everything. No, that's not what's happening. Yes, there may be, there have definitely been agendas in history where the black um, family was attacked. I totally get that. But the reality is this: at some point in your life, all the conditioning in the world, you have the power to adjust and change. Right. There is a, everybody at some point in their life reaches a fork in the road. You might reach multiple forks in the road. Yep. And at that point, when you're old enough to understand, you have the right and the choice to make decisions. You, it, we're living in a time where information is the most readily available it's ever been. In your, in your hand. It's, it's all the time. fucking palm of your hand in an instant. So you cannot tell me you didn't know Right. Because if you didn't know that, because you didn't want to know. Exactly. You were okay with what the status quo was. And so I would rather just kind of just coast and live the way it is instead of saying, okay, I need to a change. Right. And in the black community, we have this thing. That, like I said, they talk about the gay agenda. They talk, oh, they hate power be- or empire because of the whole gay thing. Oh, wow. And it's like, I remember the first, when it first came out, that was the whole thing. Oh, they trying to make dudes gay. And I'm like... That's not how it works. And if you are that 
easily influenced. That's a whole and you already by a show that literally that's a whole nother issue. (laughs) You you are the definition of sheep at that point. Right. (laughs) I'm sorry. I ain't just watch the show and be like, you know what? I want to try dick. No. Like no, um, no, it's never happened. Cartoon character because I watch cartoons today. I've said that too. Like, (laughs) oh shit, Wally Coyote, he drew that thing on the wall and he went through it. Let me go find a mountain to jump. No, mother, shut the fuck up. Let me go be on the Jetsons. Dumb things have been done on TV. If I was that (laughs) stupid and TV influenced me, like I'd be done. I've been dead by now trying to do all the dumb shit I saw on TV. Right. Like it's just stupid. Like the fuck, dude, really. And also, you're not a kid. Like, kids, I can see imitating stuff they see on TV. Yeah. But an adult? But even kids are smarter. Yeah. <laughs> even like, kids, kids are smarter. Are, kids understand. You're yeah. way smarter. Especially in some of these people that be like, whoa, no, man, because they're trying to... T- no. We're, come on, where's the safe space for men? You mean the world, nigga? The entire world. The entire world is safe space for y'all. And you need another piece. Right. <laughs> Like really? The the world. The world, Craig. The world. That's that's where your safe space is. That's been your safe space. While we're over here trying to find a corner as women. Right. We're just trying to find a little corner. <laughs> and even when we find our little corner, here y'all come. Yep. No, nah, y'all can't have just that being shit. Honest. Nah, y'all can't have that shit. We need no, nah, we need parts. No, nigga, you don't. Like you can have it, but I gotta own it. Look, and look, you know what? Shouts to the the um the most recent representative of women getting their money. Shouts to Jeff, Jeff Bezos' ex-wife, $36 billion. I just want to shout her out. <laughs> Call me. <laughs> She's got $36 billion. And they're like, she yeah, but I'm like, I said, yeah. yeah. Even if they take out 50%, she still got $18 billion. <laughs> like, she secured the billion. She ain't got to do level. a damn thing. Her kids ain't got to do nothing. Right, she ain't got to do shit. <laughs> Not a damn thing. Man. Billion. Like, what the fuck? That's crazy, but you know what? She was there since he was packaging them bitches himself. Well. So she was there, so I can't really be mad about it. He cheated so fucking well. Let that be a lesson, man. Like, <laughs> Let that be look, a lesson. You, hey, dude, you you make your bed. And you lie in it. You know, One I way know or dude, another. Dudes be hurt by that shit. I'm like, look, don't do dirt. He's doing dirt. It's like when I was being stupid. It's like I was working in cell phone business, and dudes be coming in like, "Yeah, man, how can I stop my girl from um accessing my phone records? Whose account is it? Hers? You can't, motherfucker. Get her account. That's your first thing. What fuck you on her account? First of all, you never mind. Well, first of all, why why are you doing dirt? That's the first thing. Why are you doing dirt? The second thing is why are you doing dirt on her account? You on her account. You already fell in. Like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck you doing? Like, stupid. You, you on her account calling other bitches. Which is, what is, what, what sense does that fucking make? And wow. you have, you think you have control. Shit, my coworker used to track her boyfriend all the time. We had the family locator in our fucking phones. She tracked the nigga. No, he at home right now, but where that nigga going? If you gotta do all of that. Like, I was so listen, stupid. And I'm it like, ain't even worth it. Ever. I know. Like, like, it was me. She said the funniest shit. And like, y'all niggas out here doing dumb shit. Like, one dude was... One dude came in one day. He was like, yeah, um... And my, my phone my, my phone fell. I said, your phone didn't fall. Broke like this. Show me what this bitch you have. He was like, yeah, man. My girl... Um, I left my phone <laughs> in my girl house. And, uh, yeah, some phone calls came through. She wasn't supposed to get... I said, you old dumbass. He's like, man, yeah. I gotta get my phone. But me being, I'm a salesperson. I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna get this money off. Right. So what you do is you get the second line, right? Use that as your bad phone. So that you can carry that around. And get, get that. 
Because you know he was going to go right back to doing Hell what he yeah. did anyway. I'm going to so. get my money off your dirt. Right. I used to get money off people with dope so much. Like, yeah, what you do? I, even girls, guys, ain't matter. Girl, like, yeah, my boyfriend, he looks like 20 miles away. I don't see him that often. And she's like, I was like, look, what you do is you get the second line, be like bat phones when he acting up. You know, you just, you know. Just, like a pimp like, whisper yeah, yeah, in no, the no, ear. Yeah, yeah. No, don't. Or like when you, you talk to a dude, but you don't really want to give him your real number, give him this number. That way, you know, you can really kind of cut him off if you really need to. Yeah, yeah. I just do all kinds of, I'm, I'm, I'm playing all they shady shit. Like, yeah, let me get this, let me get this money off. The fuck? Y'all think you're going to get my commission. That's crazy. Shit. It's a play of people dirt all the time. Why do whatever? But no, like, And tell me if they're willing to expose it, man. Hey, look, I'm not going, look, do you. We had one girl, I, I actually felt sorry for her because actually I felt like she should have been left her relationship because she would come in every week or every month. Her phone would be broken in half. It's because I must, she must have been doing, I guess she was doing dirt. Her boyfriend would get her phone and always find it. And she kept doing it. So literally she would come in once a month with her phone broken in half. The definition of insanity. And so then, <laughs> um, I guess for a while she stopped coming in and she was going to different stores because she didn't want us to know that it was still happening. <laughs> so then one day she came out, her phone was twisted because I guess he realized that if it broke in half, we could still replace it. Uh-huh. So he would twist it, bitch, to mess, to mess the motherboard so she could pay a deductible. It was so fucking ridiculous. I'm like, really? This, still shit, this has been like a year. <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on? That's crazy. You still doing this dumb shit? But, uh, yeah, I used to see some stupid shit. But then, like, just... But no, just back to it, like, dudes need to, like, calm down. Like, y'all need to... You know, worry as, about yourself. <laughs> for you people, that are, for you people that that are you know you believe supposedly the woman is your rib. She's supposed to be a part of you. That doesn't mean she, you own her. She's not your property. You don't run shit. She is a human being just like you, and she has the same rights um, that you do. No, nigga, you got your own ribs. I'm sorry. Right. You got your own ribs. Like just tend to your own. I, I was for those people that believe in that, whatever. You know, it is what it is. But my thing is, at the end of the day. Y'all need to let women rock out and do their shit because in the day that y'all been niggas, y'all been niggas getting y'all been getting over for forever. Here's what I don't understand about that: like, if you are with a woman and she is doing her thing and she's she's getting somewhere and she's she's glowing, like she's glowing up, she's doing her thing. That not, that that makes you better. I don't understand how that's a, a issue. That's a that's not a negative at all. At all. My frustration in relationships has always been when the woman wasn't doing anything. Yeah. Like, cause I can, I can, I'm all for you out here hustling and doing your thing. Cause I know we may not get to see each other all the time, but that just means when we get to see each other, we make the best of that shit. Right. But if I know you out here hustling, grinding, doing your thing, I'm going to sit on the sides and applaud you. Right. Cause my thing is I, I've been in situations where the woman wasn't doing shit. Right. And I'm mad. Like, right. nigga, I'm mad. What the fuck you doing? And, and I, and it's one thing if you're not doing anything out, but you taking care of home. That's a, that's a trade-off. But if you're just not doing shit, you're sitting at home waiting me no to do ambition. everything. That's different. I can't deal with no ambition. Like, yeah. if we make the decision, and look, you're going to stay at home with the kids, that's one thing. That's a choice. Mm-hmm. On my employee, she about to make that choice. She said she about to have her second kid. She's going to stay at home. I told yeah. her this one that bought the house. She good. <laughs> she she can do that's that. Fine. But if your choice is... I'm a, my wife gonna work too. My mama did when I was growing up. My mom worked up until yeah. she couldn't because she got sick. Yeah. But that's what I came. My mom worked her as worked her way up through Michigan Bell slash Ameritech slash AT and T. Yeah. <laughs> back in the day, like like, and she did until she couldn't do it anymore when she got sick. But that's what I grew. So that's all I know. So for me, yeah. it's like, look, I respect any woman grinding, hustling out here, doing her thing. Like yeah. I re- I personally prefer women like that, rather than a woman is just not doing like, anything. And that's the reason why the people I associate with myself with. 
shit and the people I'm close to. My sisters all, they all here grinding. Like they doing their right. thing. Right. Like I don't, I don't, I don't associate with nobody that's not here out here hustling. Like yeah. I just don't because you, the energy around, you create the energy around you. You right. gotta have the right people. We always talk about it. Still something still. Right. And everybody in our circle, for the most part. They doing something, right? Or they trying to. Like, right. there's a certain level of ambition that happens in there, where it's like, look, we all trying, we all, we all talented in our own right. We all got shit that we can do, and like right. at the at the job of the head, if we come up with an idea, we all run and do that shit, and it's right. no problem. I just don't understand why people would have a problem or dudes have a problem with a woman trying to get it, like he trying to get it. Yeah, like, and, that's and, then, the, and that, and to be honest, that's jealousy. Oh, and, definitely, and, and it's. It's sad to say, but there's a lot of relationships where there's men in the relationship and they see their woman doing good things. And this is not, and I think they have to separate the fact, this ain't nothing to do with you. This ain't about you. Mm-mm. Yes, it's great. It, it will help our relationship. It helps, you know, everybody in the, in the whole build a better team. But this ain't about you. Mm-hmm. And and if I'm doing my thing and I'm making my money and, I, and I'm doing what I love to do, my dreams, separate that stuff from you. Separate it from you because all it is is jealousy. For and, and newsflash, guys, when a woman is doing something for herself, also when a woman is getting dialed up to go out with her friends, also when a woman, you know, whatever she's doing, guess what? Nine times out of ten, it's probably not about you. It ain't. Men it's always think when you. a woman is doing something, <laughs> it's about either her trying to attract a man, trying to create a, um, um, a keep a man, or trying to get a man. It's one like it's always they. That's their mindset because they still believe that old bullshit that the woman's only um thing is to uh, find a man it's not yeah, no. and the fact that these women don't need these dudes and because these dudes want to be they don't want to feel like they're needed they, they feel want to feel like a woman is dependent on them and because if the mem- a woman's not dependent on them if they fuck up yeah. she can walk away easier what? if she's dependent on you what? Say oh what? it's a lot harder for her to just kind of walk away so I can do some fuck shit yeah. and she gonna stay Absolutely. but if she don't depend on me or she got her own thing going at a drop of a she dime she gonna walk away and be like look Deuces and won't think and, and won't think twice. And about dudes it. can't take that. They can't take that shit. They can't take that ego. That shot to the ego because it's like, oh no, I don't want her walking away. I need her to be dependent on me. I need her to to need me around. It's like, yeah, yeah. I don't want nobody that needy. I want somebody that's on the same level and wavelength as me. Yeah. But there's too many dudes out here that just want a woman that's just that that the need control, them. That like, control like, issue. That control shit is it's boring. First of all, I take too much work. <laughs> It's too much work to be controlling. Yeah. Like I knew a friend of mine who told me that her her ex would literally she couldn't leave the house if she wasn't wearing a dress and dolled up in heels and shit. Wow. She couldn't go to the store. Like you know, you go to the store, you get some throwing some jogging pants and some, right. some shit. She couldn't do that. Wow. She had to make full makeup. If she was out because his mind, she was representing him. <laughs> so she couldn't be out and about if she wasn't dolled up with a dress on and some heels, makeup, all that shit. Wow. Motherfucker, what? <laughs> Meanwhile, a dude can go out and look like a bum everywhere and not and it is not a problem. Nigga, if you don't get out of my fucking face. Like seriously, this is what you think? Nigga, I'm, it's just stupid. It, it it really is. It's 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 actually sad. It's childish <laughs> as hell. It's fucking short sighted. Like I don't understand. Like what the hell is wrong with y'all? Um, but yeah, this dudes need to chill. Um, we'll talk about this fucker a little bit. So Jesse, <laughs> fucking Jesse, segue, <laughs> fucking Jesse, <laughs> fucking Jesse, or as Chris Rock called him, your name is Jesse. You don't get <laughs> you to you. Right. <laughs> you don't get to you. This nigga. So it was announced pretty randomly 
that the uh, Chicago uh, they dropped all charges uh, against Jesse Smollett. So of course people took this as oh shit he was innocent. See I knew it was wrong. Which no it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. Um first of all, all the charges they were trying to get him for were overkill to begin with. Right. It was way it was way overkill. Like they were they were pissed more than anything. They were trying to get him because he made them go through all this bullshit for no reason. And I'm like, oh, we're gonna get this nigga. That's really what that was about. Uh, yeah. It was more so we was we was upset. No nigga, you didn't make us go this bullshit go through this bullshit for no reason. But as far as the actual charges, they weren't. It wasn't. They, none of that shit was warranted. Like, right. And, and they all. knew it wasn't going to stick. It wasn't going to stick. Yeah. So most people need to understand something. The way court cases work, if the prosecutor doesn't think they can win, they're probably not going to take it to trial. Right. Because un, unbeknownst to you fuckers that don't clearly know this, the niggas care about their win-loss record. Right. <laughs> if I don't think I can win... I'm not going to take this shit to trial. Right. Which is the reason why most of those charges were dropped. Because they didn't think they had enough of a case to win. Right. And with all those charges, there was no fucking way in hell they were going to win. Right. Anybody with common sense or that uses Google would know this. But y'all took it as, see, I knew he was, he was telling the truth. If you niggas can watch this entire story and still think he was telling the truth. Can we just, can we talk about the video camera at the store, at the beauty supply store? Can we please, can we please talk about that? Because I, I, when it, when the case came about, I really didn't pay attention to it. I, I saw uh, everybody going back and forth, arguing on Facebook. I decided not to even step into that mess because I'm the type of person I, I wait Mm-hmm. And not necessarily wait for facts. I hate saying that because it's like, oh, you know, somebody raped somebody, you wait for facts. I'm not wait, I'm not talking like that. What I'm speaking of in this situation, I wanted to sit on the sidelines and watch how people debated about it. And so I was just like, all right, things came out, took it back, came out, he said, okay, drop chart. And then they released this footage of the of the store that the brother supposedly had been at. And and then somebody else had pointed it out and I'm reading, I'm like, that's a beauty supply store. Literally. A beauty supply store. <laughs> you can tell. You have to really and see, folks. Just, people are so in the in the in the sharing moment. I gotta share this article. I gotta share this picture. People don't actually pay attention to what they're sharing and to the and to the actual footage. And I'm looking at it like, are you serious? Are you serious? This entire time, that's what they were in. A beauty supply store. Yeah. My thing is like, I'm not here to question. I don't really care whether what happened. Honestly, at this point, it's, right? It's the shit is just a waste of my time at this point. But, um, whatever happened, whatever reason he had to do, he he had for whatever he may have done. It's really not here for me to debate because at the end of the day, I've already had my conversations about it. it is what it is. He got he's he's free. Mm-hmm. Um, he may get his job back on Empire, according to um, what's her name um, that I can't think of right now. Um, but just the whole just the whole situation was just stupid. Um, it was a waste of energy, a waste of resources, Things waste of resources. Been, yeah. Um, and it was just like for what? So. Yeah. Nobody won in this situation. 
Um, all I did was lose time and brain cells that I can't get back. Um, my head still hurts by it. So, because <laughs> uh, it's just signs some shit straight out. It could be due to me. I'm sorry. That's why I decided whole, not to even get into the it. The whole it situation just... was some shit straight out of episodes yeah. could be due. Um, <laughs> I don't know who did what. I don't really care who did what. I couldn't keep up. I just, I just decided I not just, to. I tuned out a long time ago. But he's free. His charges are dropped. I guess now they're trying to get him to pay for their legal fees, like 140 grand. I guess the uh, city of Chicago or some shit for their legal for the legal fees or whatever for mm-hmm. it. So he's saying he's not going to do it. So we'll see what happens there. But you know more power to everybody involved I guess I don't care so it's been a while since we heard from Big Sean been a while been a minute um Sean has been you see him every once in a while in pictures but for the most part he ain't been around haven't heard music from him I think him and Mitchell Buman did an album a couple years ago but I don't even really pay attention to it because I don't like Mitchell Buman beats um but Sean hasn't really been around um my biggest gripe with Sean really is just he never responded to Kendrick but other than that <laughs> Because I feel like if a little dude, if a dude make a song about me, call me a little bitch the whole song, I'm going to be mad. Right. And that's a little, and on a freaking popular song, too. Well, like, it was <laughs> like a song on the album. This was a, it wasn't an album cut. No, this was a single. <laughs> the first single. <laughs> little bitch. Little bitch. Like, uh, uh, so I would have felt this other way, but that's fine. Um, but Sean came out on his birthday, posted a video. Um, it was a four-part video. It was three or four parts. And he just kind of posted about how last year on his birthday, he wasn't, you know, he just felt the energy was off. Like, he didn't feel like, you know, he felt things around him, the people around him. It was like certain things that he just needed to make a change because it just felt like the energy was off. Yeah. And so he'd say he took some time um, just to kind of focus on recalibrating himself, basically. Um, he changed, you know, kind of kind of pushed, pulled away from some of the people that were around him at the time. He, um, he, 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 he started seeing a therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, and just started kind of re like re reevaluating some things, just kind of because he just like he turned thirty and just didn't feel right. Yeah. And when you you know he's had a lot of success in his career, and you turn thirty, you think that would be a momentous occasion, but he said he just did it was off. Yeah. And and it just speaks to like, um, you know, mental health is a big thing, especially in the black community, because it's something that we've for so long just didn't acknowledge. Because yeah. the reality is, growing up in a black community, you have trauma. Right. There's a lot of it. It's just there. Undealt with trauma. Undealt with trauma for years, lingering. And and the thing is, it's not only you, you have trauma, your own trauma that you have from being black to begin with. Right. But you also have the compounded tra- trauma of your parents, your grandparents, because they passed that shit on to you because they never knew to deal with it or knew how to deal with it. And now it. you're passing on so, to your own. And you're passing it. So it just continues. The cycle just continues. Right. And as it is just like a snowball going down the hill. Yep. It keeps getting bigger bigger and bigger and bigger and then now you're at a level where you're having it and you're passing it on to your children right and it just keeps continuing right and so the hardest thing for us and I'm glad to see so many people acknowledging that mental health is an issue and especially people that are in this public eye because for too long and I understand how we look at celebrities. Mm-hmm. Um, people look at celebrities like they're not human. Right. They look at them like they're where the zoo and they're in the cage and we're just looking at them. Right. And, you know, can't touch the animals, but they're just there and they're there for our entertainment and that's it. Right. But at the end of the day, they're, they're human beings. And unfortunately, people don't need, need to understand because all people see is, oh, this person's rich or this person's making money and they're doing something I can't do or they have a talent I don't have. Right. But... You don't understand. Being in the public eye and having all that eyes on you at all times is fucking annoying. Right. Regular people 
have a problem when there's too many people. Um, and there are people who have two issues when there's too many people around. Yeah. So just imagine everywhere you go, there's there are people trying to get a camera in your fucking face. And not just from an uh, actual photographer. Right. Regular ass people every time you and go don't somewhere. don't go through a breakup or something traumatic. Because then you got to go through that shit in the public. Right. You're not going, you don't have, you can't go through anything without everybody having an opinion. Right. When him and Janae broke up. Right. Aw, shit. Her, I'm about to be fired because she's going to go in on Sean. Yeah. It's always this thing. And look, and, I, and it's the same thing. We used to always talk about it. People always talk about how Mary, depressed Mary J was the best music. Because mm-hmm. we wanted her to be depressed because that was right. going to be when she put the fire around. People can, can relate to that. Right. It's all we can always relate yeah. when our, our the art the stars the artists that we the stars and the artists we like or love are going through shit and it's like oh they're just Disney was like oh yeah they're going through some shit I can I can use right. this but it's like then we get we go we get about our day and be like yeah well look that was good and I'm good but mm-hmm. it's like no that person goes through shit just like you and they right. they've used their craft or their talent to share their pain or whatever they're going through with mm-hmm. us. Because it's their therapy. I was going to say, yeah, that, that's, that's their therapy, therapy in yeah. a lot of ways. And even then, it's still not enough because right. a lot of times therapy, for a lot of people to understand is, it's one thing to get it out. Right. But to get it out in a song or in something creative is only a, it's a one-way delivery. Right. I'm just giving it to the masses. Right. But every therapy session, there's somebody coming back at you. Yeah. Bouncing, you're bouncing. You're telling them what you're feeling, and they're bouncing things back right. at you. They're bouncing you questions back work. at you. There's you a have lot to. Of work involved. It's a back and forth delivery. A lot mm-hmm. of times, the, the therapist will let you vent for how long they need to, but then it's like, okay, but what about this? Or right. what is this? Or what about these things? And they'll kind of keep pushing back, and it's like it's a give and take. Right. When I put music out, or if I put out whatever creative thing I'm doing, I'm just delivering it to you. So and I right. never get that. Right. I never get that that pushback or that give that right. that give back that helps me really cycle through whatever I'm dealing with. Right. So it it's like I'm I'm venting, but I'm not really getting You're everything I need. So I never issues. deal with it. Right. It just lingers. Years later, five albums later or whatever, I've done all this venting about things I'm dealing with, but I've never dealt with them. Right. And it's like okay, now what? Right. And unfortunately, a lot of times we wait until it gets to the point where it blows up on us. Mm-hmm. We go through a mental breakdown. Back when Martin had his issues. Right. People were making jokes about him and shit like that. He joked about it because he's a comedian. That's what they do. Even back, And it goes back as far. I watched the um the Richard Pryor documentary. Mm-hmm. And just all the things that he was going through, his addiction and all these things. And when he went through all those things and, he, and all that shit ended up being his comedy. Right. And, you know, because he felt like he needed to share it with people. Yeah. Um, but even when he did the second one and when he was talking about how he was set on some stuff on fire and shit like that, he, it said he, it took him forever to film that because he kept leaving and he was, he wasn't in a good space to really do it. Yeah. But back then, like they talk about, he really, he didn't really get therapy back then. Right. The drugs were his therapy. Right. And then the drugs were the thing that were also killing him. So right. it was like, we go to, we, we tend to, go to the things that we think are gonna give us comfort in the moment. Right. But then the moment passing, the moment passes and I'm still feeling that same pain or that stress coming back. So it's temporary. So it's it's like, oh, it's a quick fix, but it doesn't really fix anything. It just numbs you to it for a minute. And it's like, okay, now what? And that's why I'm such a big advocate about mental health because a lot of people, for the majority, especially in our community, a lot of people are walking around with undealt with trauma from from childhood trauma 
to adult trauma to to watching their parents and and, and their grandparents going through trauma and and holding that in and then they wonder why their relationships are the way they are they're wondering why why their children are the way they are you gotta you gotta do the work it's important it's super and it's important to me for my kids because i've seen it i've been through the trauma i've seen the trauma i've i've, I've had things happen and i'm just like if, when i started having kids it was just like a point for me to stop the cycle it was it, it was imperative for me to stop the cycle i had this conversation with my mom not too long ago because she's got things that she needs to deal with and we had a conversation. I said, you got to deal with that. Now, how you choose to deal with that is on you. But it needs to be dealt with. And it needs to be dealt with in a positive way so that you can release it. Because what I'm not doing is taking your trauma and taking what you've gone through and taking that to my kids. Because that does a disservice to them. Exactly. I'm not setting them up to have to go through therapy unless, you know, they just feel like in their life they need to go through therapy. Right. But it won't be because of something that I've given to them. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's important that people take the stigma away from it because it's 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 necessary yeah. it's so necessary yeah. so it's good to see like um people like Jaranji P. Hinson creating organizations that mm-hmm. tackle you know mental health in the black community because like I said black people we have so much trauma and we don't deal with it and it's right. just it's just been lingering for years built up for decades and decades and centuries and you know whatever and it's just something you have to deal with. And like I said, isn't, that's that's trauma that's already there when you're born and you start right. to grow. And then just to deal with your own life trauma on top of that. Right. Like, you need to talk to someone. Yeah. I had this conversation with um, my friend Ashley because when she was on here and we talked about it, like, Ashley, you need to see somebody because I know when she goes through stuff and she's stressed out and mm-hmm. she, I'm like, what I don't want you to do is wait until it gets to the, where it's so bad right. that it just blows up in your face. So you need to deal with this shit now yes. while it's calm. I'd be Everybody has this mindset that oh I need to do it like they wait into the into the emergency like pulling that parachute when you fall out the plane no right like no you need to do that shit right like when it's like calm and you can deal with it it's a lot easier people only do it when it's in a bad situation as opposed to like hey you you therapy is good even when you're going through good we, stuff even when you're good even when this you're good when you feel like you're good stuff like you need to go talk to somebody you know because there still may be things that you haven't uncovered or things that are there yeah. that you deserve that you have no it's idea. Continuous work. It was the best decision I've ever made in my entire life was to go to therapy. What? And even even now, I, I, I stay consistent with it because I'm getting older. I'm definitely not getting any younger. And and I got a teenager. And it's just things that I know I'm going to have to face, things that I'm going to have to deal with. And, and having that therapist, especially when you find one that you really rock with, mm-hmm. when you have a therapist that's there for you and your growth, I'm telling you, ain't nothing like it. You uncover some things that you don't even know exist. And that's where you do the work. If you don't do the work, there's... I know people who've gone to therapists and and they hate to hear what the therapist has to say because that reflection is what they've been avoiding for so long. But you got to do the work. You can't go to therapy and be like, oh, they said this and they said that and diagnose me with whatever, whatever. But you, you got to do the work. Right. You don't do the work, it's pointless. That it's part of that ownership and accountability thing that you have yeah. to hold yourself accountable. Like, I, and this is not necessarily therapy, but what I do, like, for example, I, I do a lot of career development stuff for my employees. And... They one of the things I focus on, like you, you know what a SWOT analysis is: mm-hmm. strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats, whatever. Typically, you're doing it of a company, like okay, you know, whatever, or a decision, a project, things like that. What I have them do is I do a personal one. I have them do a personal one of themselves. Mm-hmm. The hardest thing for them to do is identify, the, like the hardest thing for people to do is take a look at honest look at themselves. Right. 
which is the reason why therapy is important because right. it's hard for people to really take an honest look at themselves and really yes. say, what am I, what are my, what are my, what are my weaknesses? Right. What are my opportunities that I really need to focus in on? Because people are, they never really look at themselves and they're, yes. and it's also hard for people to be honest <laughs> with themselves too. Yeah. So I'm, and I've had employees that they give me, they, they finish it and they give it to me and I'm like, and they're like, I, it took me weeks to get this done because I had a hard time. Yeah, it's a hard thing to face your reflection. Right. People, people don't like to see. People love to be in the illusion. Illusions are a lot easier for people to handle. So when mm-hmm. they when they're dealing with their reflection and their truths, mm-hmm. they prefer their illusions. So when it comes down to you know getting therapists or or, or having someone to talk to who's going to be unbiased, who's going to who's going to talk to them in a way that they need to hear it. Mm-hmm. And to be able to take it in and actually do the work. Yeah, I was like, ready. a lot of people not ready for that. It's just like, it's just like that's the reason why a lot of people use social media is they're like, they're like diaries. There is their diary, yeah. or it's their, it's their um, shield from the what's really going on. Right. They use social media as a way to kind of get away with whatever's going on in reality. It's an escape. A lot it's of an them. escape from a lot of people and whoever that person, or when they're on social media, there's one person, but that's really not who they are in real life. But right. because I can be somebody totally different and not be Ooh, who I really the am, is real. <laughs> they will put up whatever facade they need to be. Oh, on social media, I'm the coolest person in the world. Right. Or I'm I'm good, I'm doing things. It's like you see people who I know ain't going nowhere. Right. You ain't been out, out the fucking state. <laughs> Nigga, really? <laughs> Shut up. And it, it, but it is what it is. I get it. Whatever you need to do, but I really need you to talk to somebody because yeah. the fact that you feel like you need to be and, and one thing about social media, social media has its positives, negatives. Yeah. The one thing I hate, it's created more than ever. Is people's need to feel accepted. Yeah. People feel like they have to fit in or they have to be a part of something. It's right. like that FOMO FOMO thing is a big thing. Like fear of missing <laughs> out. Like, oh no, I gotta be part of that. Right. We talked about the fire festival earlier. Yeah. That exactly <laughs> what it was. Exactly. Oh shit, I gotta be there. Dollars. I gotta be there. To be in the group. Like, and look, I, I travel, I I venture out and I do things that are outside of my comfort zone. But that's partly because I want to experience different things right. and I don't ever want to box myself into doing things but it's also because every time everybody needs a, whatever their outlet is for me my outlet is getting out and doing and traveling mm-hmm. and venturing out of things like I'm gonna go skydiving one day that is my thing to force me to face my fear for one and it's just it's my thing there's one thing I told myself I'm gonna do mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna go to Australia that's my bucket list I'm, I'm hoping to do it next year or the year after um, but that is the thing that's on my bucket list. But and people ask, why are we going to Australia? I said, this is the thing. And it's between me and you. Like your idea of vacation, like there are two different types of vacation for me. There's a vacation where I'm not gonna do shit. I'm gonna sit on the beach all day and I do a damn thing. And I'm I'm good with those vacations. But then there are also other vacations where I'm just going on a trip to experience. Is like I'm going for an experience. Mm-hmm. And for me, going to Australia for me is an experience. Yeah. Like that's something I wanna those are certain places I wanna experience and visit. Right. Um, to experience the culture and see what's different than what I know. Because right. I grew up in a certain area. I grew up around certain things, but I understand that there are people around the world that have totally different experiences, totally different lifestyles. And I want to see how everybody else, because for me, that makes me a more well-rounded person. So when I'm in interacting with people that are from other places that I've never been, I can at least understand them on some level because I've been at least to where they're from and understand their culture a little bit better. Right. Just makes you more well-rounded as a person. And also the general interest in being in, in understanding people. Yeah. Because I think understanding people from a 
abstract point of view is also a, a way of you better understanding yourself. Right. It's it, the growth that comes along with with getting outside of your comfort zone is 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 the type of growth that you should strive for. I mean, it's one thing to grow within your comfort zone, what you know, what you're comfortable with. But when you step out of your comfort zone and learn something other than what you know, that's a different type of growth. Exactly. I, I, it's totally funny how many people I know. And I used to joke I think a couple of years. I started joking. I said, um, "Too many people got enhanced I, um, enhanced driver's license, state's mind." Like they, I ask people, "Like you got a passport?" No, nah, I got one. Why? <laughs> right. Why? Why don't you have a passport? Yeah. Like. Why? Why not? Why not? Like, why don't you have a passport? Like, why don't you want to go? Like, that's the thing. I, it's some people that ain't been out the state mm-hmm. or like ain't made it to Canada, right? Or Cedar Point, for that matter. <laughs> it's like what? Like, really? You you just ain't ventured out anywhere? Like, I try to. A I, big place. It's, a, it's so many <laughs> different things going on outside of where you are, your neighborhood, yeah, your city, your state. Just to your see how another con- culture. Just to see does the different things, right? Like- just see the different personalities, different people, different events. Like so many people, um, they don't like to do anything, or oh, I don't feel comfortable. I, I remember one of my friends told me when I would tell her, I like, I want to go to places like France and, um, I mean, you know, France, Italy, but it's like that, and she's like. Nah, I won't go there because not enough black people. What? <laughs> that was her thing. Like she said, I can go somewhere like Jamaica, shit like that, but I can't. Like it's not enough black people in those places you just described. It's not about and I said, that though. It's, about it's, not, it's not about that. First yeah. of all, there are plenty of black people there. You just right. That, that's the assumption. First of all, we don't people that don't ain't been nowhere. Think the only black people are in the United States. You have no fucking clue. That's why you need to. Get they out. have a hood Clearly. in Europe and in, in places like that. Right. There are plenty of fucking black people there. Y'all just don't understand that. Y'all assume. Guess what? All the black people didn't come to here. <laughs> there, like y'all do realize it's a shorter trip there from Africa <laughs> than it is here. <laughs> like well, shorter. That's, that's why they need to get out because clearly they are misinformed. Like it's just yeah, like there are plenty of black people around the fucking world. Yeah. Like y'all just, just everywhere. So first of all, everybody does not even getting new with that. But whatever the case may be, <laughs> like let's be clear. Like there are black people everywhere. So the mindset that oh there's not enough black people there. No, it's just that the tourist videos you've seen in this place probably didn't show you enough black people. But it's no different than the show Friends never showing you any black people. But that shouldn't stop And you know you damn well there are plenty of black people in New York. <laughs> yeah, that shouldn't stop you from wanting that experience. Though. Exactly. Regardless of who's there. I mean, you don't even know the people. What does it matter? What does it matter? If, even if there were a ton of black people there, you don't know them. Nope. You're still going to go there to experience whatever you're going there to experience, and it shouldn't matter who's there. When I went away to college in this state, every time I would come home, man, you know, you know what I'm saying? All the black people there don't know each other. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know every black person in Michigan State. I'm sorry. I just don't. I don't know. Hey, you're black. You know no, this guy. I, I, I must know him. <laughs> no, I don't know him. <laughs> I don't know that guy. Like, really? It's just, it's funny to me, but it's like, yeah, you have to try new things, like challenge your limitations and and experience stuff because that's the one thing I love about my parents and I always appreciate them for because we always traveled when we were kids. So for me, as I got comfortable, like as I got older, traveling was never a problem for me and I have no problem traveling by my damn self. I I don't fucking care. I will go by my damn self and if I want to have this experience because I don't give a damn. 
there are some people that can't travel if it's not a group of friends. Yep. Um, and that's and, they, and they're never going because then one person to bail out and it's like, oh well, I guess we're not gonna go. No, I nigga, I will go myself. myself. My shit, my sister, and I, I tell you, my sister went to London by herself in November just cause. Yeah, it's it's fun. like like you just just to go experience it. Shit, there are people that want to go to movie movie theater by themselves or or out to dinner by themselves. Right. I'm, shit. It's okay to do that. It's okay. First of all, it's okay to be regular. Can we just say that it's okay to be regular? People don't have to be this extra over whatever, especially on social media. Just be regular, and it's okay. You ain't gotta be that, extra. That don't get that don't get me that don't followers. Get that don't give me enough likes. Oh, I'm looking for a hundred likes on this post. Listen, it's too, I, I can't be too regular. Much energy to be. It's anything. too much to keep up with that shit. Too I ain't much. got time. I use social media for funny shit because I want. I feel like talking shit. Mm-hmm. Same reason I use this podcast for me to talk shit. Um, I get to you know sometimes I interact with people that I, I would normally interact with. It's yeah. a good way to do that. And also use it to promote shit because right. I have businesses, nigga. <laughs> I've, I've found myself recently, you know, just kind of doing a, a, a kind of just thinking to myself, what am I really here on this platform for? Because right. I don't I don't do social media like that. Like a lot of people may have everything lined up on social media. Yeah, but no. the ones that I am always on, I've, I decided to step back and say, what am I using my platform for? No matter how many followers I have, right. one if it affects one, that's good enough for me. And so I've, I've recently started getting into just, just talking about things, opening up discussions about things, because to me, that's what moves me. And that's giving some purpose to the platform, not right. just I'm posting a picture, you liking it, I... <laughs> Yeah, because you know me, I don't really take pictures to begin with. Yeah. Like, I might post some stuff I kick, but that's a hobby. It's something I love to do. Yeah. So, me, that's really just me challenging myself. Oh, shit, that came out good. Let me post it. Um, but it's also something that's like, hey, yo, you know, if I can inspire somebody that just wants to try something, that's fine. <laughs> but other than that, it's for me, like, social media is not, like, I, I I always say I'm probably only friends with this person because they were so entertaining because <laughs> literally this girl this young girl she lived her fucking life out on, I know about all her relationships <laughs> over the last six years because literally them shits all paid, played out on Social fucking media. Facebook oh wow it was fucking like it was his own fucking daily so, uh, fucking um, soap opera that's crazy like it was so hilarious because like one week she'd be like I'm so like I'm I'm fucking I, I'm I, me and single was boring blah 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 two weeks later somehow she in a relationship with some random dude that, that wasn't there before okay shoot whatever cool oh I love Bay. can't wait to see Bay when I get off of work blah 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 maybe a three weeks month later fuck that nigga you in that bitch blah 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 and blah I, I'm tired of these niggas I'm tired of these niggas okay cool whatever listen couple days later I love him and nothing they gonna tear us down blah 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 okay cool <laughs> Three months later, she's single again for some reason. And then a month later, she with another dude. It's like she got dudes, there's all these dudes waiting in the wings to be the next dude that she gonna break, gonna end up breaking up with because he gonna do the same dumb shit. And it's like it's endless cycle of the same shit. Right. So the last one was hilarious because she went off because uh, supposedly he supposedly cheated or he left her hand or something stupid. She posting his, she calling him all types of names. She posting conversations. She's talking about, see, so I don't fuck with these niggas. Niggas, man, see, and you ain't and even. And I and I gave you a chance, even though you ain't have a dick.
like uh, as big as I was used to and shit. Like wow. just going off, posting this nigga picture. She talking about, uh, see, and I'm gonna call yo, I'm gonna call his job and talking about how he be, be, be working. He boy, he be he be smoking weed at work. He be uh, on the phone all the time. Like and then people are like don't do that. He's like nah, fuck him. Blah blah blah. I'm like really? Like talking about? Wow. <laughs> like yeah, see, I ain't even telling people that one time. You you call me, it's about to kill yourself, and I ain't even tell nobody. I'm up here helping your ass save your fucking life, and this how you do me. And I'm like, what the fuck? That sounds like my downstairs neighbors. And so then, <laughs> like a day or two later, they supposedly good. It's just against the world. Blah blah blah. And then a day later, it go hell go to hell again. I'm like, this is hilarious. And that's why it's important that you and I say this a lot to people because people have this notion that they have to display everything for the world to see. Take your L's in private. Take take them in private because in even in even your wins you don't necessarily have to broadcast all of those either. Just but especially your L's. Take them in private because especially when you're dealing with relationships, people get tired of seeing you say I'm done. Only because only for you to switch it up and say I'm oh I'm, we good we good I'm done us again. against the world. Just take your L in private. That way, if you do go back and forth, nobody know. Right. Like, Nobody knows. Like, and that's like your business. It's just like the girl I told you earlier that will come in every, every, phone, every month with her phone broke. Like, we wouldn't even know how a relationship would go except you right. come in every month with the same shit. We clearly know how your relationship is going. If you take your L in private, nobody knows that you're taking that L. Just saying. <laughs> Nobody no, has to it's know. not everybody's business, but everybody right. want to be viral. They want to be on the internet. They want everybody to show. People want that sympathy. They want they that want, attention. Exactly. Oh, prayers up. Yeah. Or no, I don't need your attention. And validation. I don't need. I don't. I don't care. Like at the end of the day, my life is gonna move on if I don't have this platform or not. Right. So, look, I. You will not hear about plenty. Like it's plenty of shit I got going on. Y'all niggas will never know about. <laughs> Y'all will find out when it's right. Right, right. But, and, and at that point, you know, like, I'm just like, look, just sharing And that's just what it is. I mean, you just, you you take your L's in private. You take some of your wins in private. Yep. Your private and that's just your business because it's your business. And then, and then you get, and then folks get mad when they post their business and you have an opinion. Mm-hmm. How's, how's that okay? You post your business all on social media. You leave your comments open. You may even pose a question with your business. But if you don't agree with whatever I feel, nope. Then you you nope. mad. You big mad. Because I, if I post an opinion, and it's very rare, but if I do, typically it's going to be a rant about something that I get annoyed by. Usually I say those for my podcast. But every once in a blue moon, I might just say, you know what? It's, it's been too long since I recorded. I ain't going to record it no time soon. So, you know what? Let me just go up here and just post this little shit because y'all niggas annoying me. And every once in a while, it'll happen. And it happens. And typically, I know if I post something, there are going to be people that disagree with me. I just know. Yeah. When the Nipsey stuff happened, my first thought was a young black man just lost his life. Right. And y'all here miss me with the fucking conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. I don't. That's not the family was like, no, niggas even quit that shit. The, even if his family and people were close to him, were like y'all, that's, that's disrespectful. They're trying right. to mourn, and y'all niggas is making this about something, something that's not totally different. Y'all made about something totally different. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to hear that shit, and y'all was just that was shit was disrespectful. Like, and so I posted that, and oh, you don't believe it was written? Y'all don't believe they killed him? I don't. And I knew one of you people was going to say something, but I don't. Because if you really want to know, because I didn't really say one way or the other. I just said, y'all should probably calm all the conspiracy theories down. This man just lost his life. That's why I stay away from your post, though. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, my post will probably get her into some shit because she tends to be that one. And I ain't got time for her because 
like she she come ready with the with the words. So I I'm I'm a debater. I like to debate. I do too, and it's like I, I will. And, and that's the thing. I always tell people if you if you post on my post some shit, you better be ready to to really support your argument or right. come back with some shit because you're not gonna out debate me, especially right. if you uninformed. And that's the thing. Most people that come at my page be uninformed as hell and they believe everything they hear. Yep, just they are not they, they, they just regurgitating yep. shit. And I'm like, y'all don't understand. I does this. <laughs> I does this. And I, guess I what? Joy in I have no problem shutting your stupid ass thought process down. Cause you will tell me some dumb shit. I don't care if it was about R. Kelly, if it was about fucking Bill Cosby, all them dumb shits. People were trying to argue me up and down, and I'm like, and I'm I'm just body blows, body blows, and they, ain't, uh, and they just can't. Well, whatever. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you go, whatever, I know you ain't gotta come well, back. If you start calling names, you know, you know, the you start insulting done. me. I ain't. It's done. You don't have an whatever. argument. To, you don't have an argument to come Mm-mm. back. You nope. start resulting the name. Well, I'ma still bump that shit. Yep. Yeah. That's because you have no other argument <laughs> other it. than to go back to your original point is that you don't fucking care because or it's a it's because it, people try to make it about race like R. Kelly really like if it was if it was a race because my thing is if y'all trying to make it about race and saying the quote unquote white man trying to get him let's start check black people have been trying to talk about R. Kelly not white people right white people ain't talking about R. Kelly right no, not, not, not one <laughs> except for the fact that we talk about him right it was black people trying to take this nigga down right because they should right and guess what he was targeting our black women our black girls because, but that don't matter but apparently that y'all think it's a and like it, it was like stupid because I'm like on one hand y'all think it's a race issue because it's a black man being tar- quote unquote targeted but y'all don't think it's a race issue with the fact that this black man is targeting our young girls yeah, but y'all okay y'all okay that the black man is quote unquote getting targeted but y'all not okay y'all okay with the fact that he's targeting young black women and, what and the, the f- trauma that he's done and right. his cause for these y'all, 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 y'all okay. completely ignoring that makes no fucking sense <laughs> It makes no fucking because sense. He makes a good music and y'all and also the reason it. why young black women don't come forward or why rape or mm-hmm. child molestation or sexual abuse in the black community has been so prevalent for years. I can't even especially tell you how many in family I've had about that. especially in families that like Uncle's JoJo. The whole uncle uh, the whole Chuck thing or where is to call it um, I, it was some name he used to always call um, Chester. Mm-hmm. That whole thing came in the black. That was a black community thing, right? That was a that's something we created because it was it's, like it's real. It was real. Yeah, it's always some uncle or some brother or a brother daddy, or dad. Just sweeping. Remember, what was that and movie? Let's not, was, let's not get it twisted. There's right. also mothers. There are there, mothers. Yes, aunts. There are aunts. Yeah, it's, yeah, it happens in the, but it happens in the black community too much. We 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 shove it under the rug or we yeah. or we 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 let it be okay. What was that? movie with Danny Glover and what I think Jesse's sister was in it oh. um and that was the situation he was having an affair where he was sleeping with his daughter or yeah. messing with his daughter and I can't like that shit happens in a black and it that happens. was a, it was an old but it happens all the time or you have young women who date a man and that man is messing with their daughter and they accept it or there have been situations where women have literally gave their daughter to yes. they this guy yes. because they think that's the only way they can keep him it around it's happening right it happens now. now it's happening every day and I don't give a fuck how long it takes I will out everyone I ever know about cause fuck all of them dirty bastards it's sad and it's, so. and, it's and it's really sad because a lot of the the parents who have kids who have been molested or have gone through trauma they they force their children to have relationships with these people right 
and and that's the sad part because not only are they dealing with their trauma behind the closed doors, you're you're forcing them to face these people all the time. Right. And and you're not addressing the issue. You're almost welcoming the, the person, the, the the molester, right? The abuser. Like, oh, no. and then, into your home. Then you wonder why they don't they don't feel okay Speaking, coming coming right. out because y'all love this person. Yeah. If I and so as a kid, you're like, well, shit. If I say something, it's but everybody loves. Er, it's gonna break my mama's yeah. heart. Everybody love Uncle Chuck or uh, uh, everybody love him. I can't do it. But then people will say, and, and then people don't understand how hard it would have been for you to come at Bill fucking Cosby yeah. at the height of his fucking power. Right. And how you would have been treated and then wonder why it took so long for people to come out. They would have been, they the would have been buried. Like, most of this shit was buried. This shit was all public record y'all didn't know. Yeah, if you haven't so, been in the shoes of someone who's been a victim, victim to that, you can't speak on it. You can't no. speak on that time frame. It's not just not your place to speak on when they should feel comfortable enough to speak about their trauma. It's not you, your place. You, I hate when people try to tell somebody when they should be okay with something. Right. Oh, you should have said something before. You should have been, no, motherfucker. You can't tell me how to deal with my pain. Exactly. It's just like now um, with this Millennium Tour and Raz B is having his issues because he thought Chris Stokes was around. Oh, wow. Because he apparently originally, it was a couple weeks like a, almost a few weeks ago after like the first couple shows he, he posted a video saying I'm off this tour because I think Chris Stoke is around here somewhere wow. I just had this feeling and he said you know he said oh you can come talk to me and maybe I'll stay but you need I, I just feel like he's around somewhere and that's what trauma does and it's trauma go, that's yeah. trauma does and my thing is on their end if they already know how he feels about that person and what his his feelings are and whatever he went through whether they believe it or not or they want to support it or claim or whatever the point is he has trauma from that shit he's made that quite clear I'm sure he came to them when they first said oh we're gonna do this tour he can't be around yeah he can't be around so if that's the case y'all niggas to make sure he's not around right yeah that shit can't happen because i think he walked off stage in one show last week because he he had some like he went had an emotional breakdown so like he's already dealing with that trauma and i think partly even if chris is not around being back with y'all when y'all it's part of this it's all part of that trauma yeah so he's still dealing with it and he hasn't been with y'all in years so for y'all be up here performing again performing songs that Christo had a a say in or a role in creating Mm -hmm. or whatever the case may be he was part of that process right all that shit he's dealing with at one time so anybody that gets online and criticizes him or said he tripping but it's the same thing because dudes had this thing where oh no you a guy you should be a certain way it's the same thing people were uh, criticizing Terry Crews about right like Mm -hmm. really Y'all wouldn't have done, but 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 you don't know what you would have done because right. most people don't know how to react in those situations. Until you in it, you have no idea. No Everybody way. always talks about what they would have done or what they would have. Like if you if you Michael Jai White, then yeah, I can see you probably gonna react <laughs> like motherfucker. What kick somebody in the throat? Right. But the average person, it's like wait, what did that just happen? The shock. Most factor. people are gonna be shocked. Yeah, the shock factor. Did he alone. just? Did he just? What the fuck? Yep. Like, and then your also immediate thing is also, and people don't understand this. People will say, "Well, if I was Terry Crews, I would have knocked him out." He also understands he's a black man, right? In a All in an environment with a bunch of white people, right? Well, I'm not about to do that and get shot. What the fuck you thinking? People don't think that. Don't be, like they don't take that into account when it matters. Like they only take into account other situations. But like, oh, y'all understand that situation? Like, I'm a black man. This white guy just did something, and he probably security come up. They ain't gonna take him out. They gonna take me out. 
if it comes down to it, that's what you're gonna go to. Like, right? You understand that. So, then, show, you, got, then you got a whole other issue. <laughs> exactly. But people, people just had this narrative, and they they want to. They always say, especially men, like, oh, well, you know, you should have did this or you would I would have done this. Or even women, I would have done this. I would have came out. You don't know. Because I've known plenty of women who have been abused and you have no idea. Right. You cannot tell a person when to be over something or how to deal with something. Because everybody mourns different. Everybody deals with trauma different. Um, I remember somebody telling me um, when my mom passed and she was telling me because I posted, I did the first year, I made a post about it and it was still I was talking about how much I was still hurt mm-hmm. she's like you haven't de- like, you you haven't dealt with this right and I'm like how are you gonna tell me how to deal with it yeah like everybody deals with things their own way you have right. to allow people to do it their way I needed time cause the first year it happened I, my focus was making sure my dad and my sister and my brother were okay right that was my focus so I never once paid attention to my own mourning because mm-hmm. I was too busy making sure everybody else was okay right at that point I realized I've never once focused on myself when it came to this and really dealt with it my own so at that point I needed to and that's when I was realizing which is the point of the post right but you can't tell someone how to mourn or how to deal with any event or a traumatic experience or whatever or a loss or whatever or it gives them be. a time to deal with it like you gotta be you gotta deal with this be done with it in, in the next year be, be on to something different right. you can't do it's that like when my dad got remarried I like people go, you know, I'm like I can't tell him he was married to the same person he was with the same person for over 30 years since he was 17 years old mm-hmm can't tell him what the time frame is for him to be by himself before he gets another relationship. Right. That's not my place. First of all, I can imagine when you've been with the same person for 17 years, the every day after that feels like hell because you ain't been alone right. in forever. You don't know what that feeling is as an adult to be alone. Right. You're in your like 30 fucking plus years. You don't know what that feels like anymore. Right. So... I'm, who am I to tell my dad oh yeah you can't or you shouldn't jump into it you don't necessarily agree or I can have my feelings about it but it's not, right. I have no say that's, that's he's a grown ass man right even if you do say it's it's, it's, it's my opinion it's, 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 it's his opinion. life and he let us he let us know that too he's like nigga, I'm like, right. he said I respect your opinion but at the end of the day I'm still the daddy still the daddy I'm still, still, daddy. Gonna, still gonna do what he wanna do do what the fuck I wanna do <laughs> So I stopped just I just was over it. Like damn, I was like, all right, yeah, you're right. I ain't gonna do it. But, but no, um, but yeah, just like everybody, just focus on taking care of your shit. Um, yeah. deal with your shit. Um, whenever you need to. Like everybody, you know, everybody deals when they when they're ready to. But you know, if you need to, please do. Um, so my last thing that I had on my list. Um, and it's really just passing. So. There's a situation. I guess one to talk about. I guess it's classism and racism too. Um, so I don't know. Some of you people have heard uh, this little kid came his little Nas X, black kid, um, made this song called Old Time Road, and the song is a country song. Um, by all accounts, if you listen to the song, it's a country song. His voice, his voice inflection, the fucking guitars, all this shit, the subject matter. <laughs> you heard plenty of fucking um country songs talking about the horse. <laughs> and that's all he's literally talking about. Is a horse. It's his horse. <laughs> like y'all can ride a Porsche. I'm riding my horse. That's literally one of the lines <laughs> in the phone song. So, whatever the case may be, it initially hit the country charts on Billboard, and then it took it down. And the reason it took it down is because they said they don't feel like it meets the standards or has enough elements to be considered country. 
Now the song itself does have some, uh, of course, has some rap influences because um, it has trap drums, it has a hard, you know, hard bass line, blah blah blah. So it's a mixture. So it's a mashup. How many times have we heard mashups? Forever. <laughs> but apparently, this wasn't um, enough of a country song, according to them, to be accepted. So they said no. And then just get, and then get into the the monolith, which is country music as a whole. Because actually, there was a producer, and actually, this tweet I actually saved it. I think um, there was this producer who talked about like how um, so he said so he's a country he's um former country music label person. He says, so Lil Nas X was kissed off bill kicked off the Billboard country charts because the mainstream quote unquote terrestrial country music market is filled to a surface with racism and bigotry. He said, Let me explain. If you know me, you know I once worked for a large country music label in Nashville, the largest actually. I won't blank I won't name them here because I don't like when lawyers call me. <laughs> was the label was the label populated mostly with races? No. But were there a lot of racists? Yes. Using billboards justifications for saying Old Town Road doesn't contain enough country elements, I could just as easily say Girl by Marin Morris, um, some country singer, doesn't belong on the billboard country charts. I love Girl, but it is, objectively speaking, a pop song. My favorite album last year was Golden Hour by KC Musgraves, Hey Neighbor. Many songs from that album have performed well on Billboard's country um, charts. They're definitely pop-leaning, but have enough country elements to be country enough for country people. What the di- what's the difference between Casey Musgraves, Mira Morris, and Lil Nas X? Lil Nas X doesn't play guitar. Just kidding. <laughs> well, I mean, he still doesn't play guitar. But the real problem here is that Lil Nas X is a black man from a black from black Hollywood, aka Atlanta. A long time ago, white people heard country um the music Ray Charles was making, and they said to themselves, "What if we did what he was doing, but made it shittier and whiter?" <laughs> Thus, modern country music was born. Oh, boy. Lil Nas X is no different than Ray Charles in 1962. He's taking country sounds that already exist and making them better. Ray Charles, a black man, re-recorded I Can't Stop Loving You and went number one on the pop charts. Modern sounds in country and western music was the number one selling album in 1962, spending 14 weeks at the top of the charts. Ray Charles, a black man, was redefining country music, and racists hated it. There have always been a rift between black people and country music. In 1963, Ray Charles reached number one in the pop charts again with his rendition of You Are My Sunshine, a song that was formerly a, con- a traditional country tune. Ray Charles just made an object- object- objectively better version. Country legends like Gene Autry and Bing Crosby had previously recorded versions of You Are My Sunshine, but Ray Charles, his version had energy, jazz, soul, and the power of a black church. This was 1963, the year after President Johnson banned housing discrimination. This same week in 1963, Alabama Governor George Wallace delivered his famous, his infamous Segregation Now, Segregation Tomorrow, Segregation Forever speech. Bill Gore started their Hot 100 in 1958. The top country song started in 1964. A black man didn't make it till 19, number one until 2008. Four black men in total have ever topped Billboard's country charts with either a single or an album. Darius Rucker, Kane Brown, Jimmy Allen, and as of last week, Lil Nas X. 
25% of black men to ever uh, top Billboard uh, on country chart have not been have been removed. I'm sorry, 25%. Not a great statistic. In the past, Kane Brown has tweeted and deleted his thoughts about the racism in Nashville. Some people in Nashville who have pub deals won't write with me because I'm black. Why delete it? Politics. Kane Brown is on tenuous footing as a black man in the racist industry. Go to any writer's round at Nashville and legendary places like the Bluebird Cafe, and you'll see a diverse array of people with all skin colors, from paper and ivory, from paper and ivory to papyrus and cream. <laughs> Nashville's country music scene is welcome to Caucasians from all backgrounds. <laughs> By removing Lil Nas X from the country charts, the powers that be, and yes, I'm openly saying the country music um, business um, industry operates like the mafia. Continue what they want country music to sound like, and more importantly, look like, because this isn't about sound at all. Billboard industry has Billboard country has no problem with had no problem with Taylor Swift tracking pop tunes onto their country chart. Sam Hunt has been using auto tuning rap beats for a long time. Dan Shay um, make pop music, and if you disagree, you're wrong. But they're all quote unquote country. Lil Nas X made a song that is country enough to be country and trap enough to be trap. That should be something we celebrate. As um as it, an unknown artist wrote a TikTok meme to fame and fame and brought two audiences together. Instead, Billboard was like, nah, let's be racist as fuck. <laughs> um So yeah. That was and that's that's real because at the end of the day, country music is a monolith in a lot of ways because it's a it's a good old boys club. It just it always has been. Um you have people like Kid Rock who are accepting in country music who started as hip hop. Uh-huh. Um and he went to his racist nature, I guess. Um <laughs> Um, but it's just they allowed Nelly in only because he did a song with somebody. He had a country right. hit, couple of country hits for whatever reason. Um, but it was a little, it was a, it was a, it was pop enough or acceptable enough where it wasn't. But this kid apparently now it's it's not. It's a problem. It's a problem. So it's it's crazy. So for this kid, this kid, and this kid, like I said, my thing is this: most music genres, I would think. Because rock, except like rock and rap, they collaborated for years. I mean, that was always types of mashup you had. Um, it done good, like Linkin Park, and you had it done trashy, like um, Limp Biscuit. But <laughs> um, it's been done. You know, of course, in right. the original was Rock This Way with Run DMC and right. Aerosmith. Right. So for all of these, what you know, all these times for it, so it's been something that's pretty much accepted. You see rock elements in hip hop, and you have hip hop elements in rock. It's just right. it's accepted. And like I said, I've heard plenty of uh, country songs recently that auto tune and trap drums and I'm like really okay I see what y'all are doing <laughs> but and and we pull from other genres all the time all the time there's a lot of music now that pulls from dance hall inspired all kinds of shit um fucking um Ed Sheeran's last single was damn sure a dance hall inspired song <laughs> like really like that was damn sure dun, 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 dun. like that was damn sure a dance hall song right like um, like it's so many people from pulling from elements and stuff, but this kid because he tried to invade something that country like oh no, our right. our our white establishment is not gonna like this. And it's like, <sighs> but you know what? I'm all about tearing down bullshit monoliths. I'm all for it, and so I support the kid. And the 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 great news so far is. Um, him and Billy Ray Cyrus, Cyrus stepped up 
and did a remix with the song with the kid, which means they can't actually they now can't take him off the country charts because B-Ray Cyrus does has a history. He's 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 pretty um, entrenched in that community. So if he reached out and was like, look, I, I like this kid and I like what he's doing because most artists love to see things um, things change and adjust. That's how most creatives are. Right. Except for in country music was on strange reason. <laughs> most creatives love to see people collaborating and trying new things. Hip hop is collaborated with almost every genre I've ever heard of. Right. We've collaborated with country before. Country. Now all of a sudden, no. Because this song is a little too, it wasn't, it, was, it didn't involve it one of them. Enough. wasn't country enough. and it didn't involve one of them being right. a part of it initially. Right. Like, oh no, y'all not. But now, can't do it. Billy said none of that. Nope. So, I appreciate Billy Ray Savage stepping up. He actually killed the remix. He, the he, song is actually pretty He actually, he pretty, he killed this part. Like, he killed it. Like, I, 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 I salute him for that. Yeah. Um, but just overall, just, just, it just it highlights the, the places that, like I said, there's always this, these quote unquote spaces where people think we're not supposed to be. Yeah. And because I know people that are like, love, my grandpa love country music. Mm-hmm. You know, he tells that to be in the car with him, pick me up from work, and he listen to some fucking country song, and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> he lying in the song, like, I had to kill my wife. I found my wife cheating, so I had to put her under that. Had you to listen put, to country songs? Like, they're, man, they go country in. songs are more gangster than any other ga- any gangster in. rap song <laughs> I've ever heard. They ain't killed the wives so many different man. ways. There's one song he was listening to, dude was like, I found my wife cheating, so I, and now she's under the house, and I'm under the jail i'm like what they go in on the country songs i'm telling like, they be they be everybody getting murked like, everybody they don't care the pence too the pence getting it too don't matter don't matter had to take out my dog jim my dog jim he was disloyal <laughs> saw him sniffing another person i'm like what <laughs> what jim do to you oh god but no like like country music ain't like Y'all make it sound he's the most innocent thing and he just tainted it. No. Nah. Y'all niggas gangster. We already know. And it. he won't be the last to, to try it. So. At all. So <laughs> I salute I salute the kid for trying something new and doing it. And, and look, he did it because he's a legit fan of country music. Like right. he didn't just do it to try it something. A, it wasn't trying him trying to mock it. He wasn't he was, he was doing it because he's legit. He's like, legit. Cause um was an NBA player Jimmy Butler loves country music. Like he listens to it in the locker room all the time. People always criticize it because he just takes over the locker room because uh-huh. he loves country music. And that's just his thing. That's just what he's fine. But you know, I'm not mad at the kid, and I, I, I look. I'm always saluting somebody that's trying to um, push the culture, um, push things forward, right? And and music in general, because like I said, music is about being creative and yeah. exp- exploring exploring different things and different aspects of the, um, of what music can be. Right. And that means not doing the same thing all the fucking time. Could you imagine if K. Michelle would have went ahead went through with her country? Oh. Did she go through? I remember she mentioning it. I don't know if she ever did it. But yeah, they really would have been like, no. <laughs> But yeah, it's people crazy. But um, let's see. Is there anything else um going on? Uh oh yeah, again, fuck Kodak Black for that comedy made about Lauren London. I don't know if I said it earlier, but yeah, fuck him. I fuck Kodak Black in, in general because Kodak Black is a fucking troll, and I can't stand that motherfucker. <laughs> Any old crunchy black looking motherfucker. I promise you, I don't even know half who uh, half of who these people are. He's a ugly. He look like he look like um. Remember the movie The Fly? Yeah. He looks like that. Oh. Wow. That's, that's the best way I can describe. First him. of all, you're telling my age. <laughs> Nigga, you older than me. My point exactly. <laughs> I sure did. But yeah, wow. Yeah, I don't. I don't know who half of these people are. I'm not I'll, knocking the new generation. If that's what y'all rocking with, that's cool. But it's just not. That's not for me. I can't keep up with it. And my son comes to me. He's like, Mom, you hear this song? And I'm like, What? <laughs> 
Right. Um, she, that's the thing. Well, my dad is crazy to me because my dad was never really a hip hop person growing up. Yeah. Uh, he was the R and B nigga. That was my dad. My dad's the R and B guy. Like most of the R and B I got put up on was because of my dad. Like yeah. he put me up on Jill Sky and Music Soul Child. Like he was always the R and B cat. Even when I was a kid, he goes in the baby face all the fucking time and fucking Sade and and fucking Guy and all like all R and B. That was all he ever played. The only the first rapper he really fell in love with was Pac. Like he loved Pac. Yeah. He cried when Pac died. Like he was sad. Like did you really? Um, and for the longest time, he's like, no, nah, nobody pop, man. Everybody pop the realism. <laughs> Whatever, Dad. But now, this nigga playlist is ratchet more ratchet than mine. Listen. This nigga listen to every... My, my stepmom be mad because he be playing all his ratchet shit. And be like, he be one playing her and he need a baker and shit. He, and he owed it to her, her, mind you. I'm with her. He and he owed it to her. She's, and he playing all... He like, man, J. Cole be going. I'm like, Sit down. Give me my Anita Baker anytime. Like, all that. I can't. I can't. The only thing I can't stand with because every time she plays Anita Baker, she want to get on karaoke and start singing. I ain't got time for her. Oh. Also, I'm going to get one of them karaoke mics so we can have a karaoke night one day. Can you imagine a karaoke night with us? And that's the point. <laughs> that's the point. That would have to be recorded. I need to get a, yeah, I need to get a karaoke. I've been, I've been looking. I've been, the karaoke mics don't cost that much. Like 30, 40 bucks on, on Amazon. So I'm going to get one, bitches. Man. Because that would be dope. Um, also, if you haven't, um, I support, you know, I encourage everybody um, to sign the petition that they're running right now to um, rename Crenshaw to Nipsey Hussle Boulevard. I yeah. fully support that shit. Yeah. I fully support that. So, um, I would definitely go out there and um, go out and do a Google search and search it. And I would definitely support any, everybody do that shit. Yeah. Um, again, fuck Christopher Darton. Um, you fucking troll and you fucking um, attention whore. <laughs> um... But other than that, I don't have anything else. Um, thanks um, to the Mexican for coming through and joining the podcast. I appreciate it. It's Thank been you for real. Having me. This is the longest podcast I've ever done. I think this really? might be the longest one over two hours. Because you had to have the Mexican over here. Oh, yeah. You know, Mexicans take forever. <laughs> this is like having fun. We're back here cooking tacos and everything. I'm lying, guys. I'm lying. They Seriously. Are. <laughs> are. Tamales. Um. But whatever the case may be, thanks to the Mexican for coming coming through. This is again the Donald the King podcast. I am Will to the motherfucking K, the King. Um, signing off. Till then, you guys have a good one. Make it a good one. Live life, breathe, and all that other shit. Rest in peace, Neb. Let's go.